Well, good morning, well, Mr. Well, Kyle well, Crosby. Well, what's happening? Howdy doody. Howdy doody. We happy gotta, morning. Happy 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 Saturday morning. It's early as balls here in Burbank, Wisconsin. It's early for a one twenty-two now year old, I believe. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's my birthday today. Twenty-two. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I feel yeah. like a brand new man. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Connor Lamon in the house. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Welcome, welcome. If you didn't uh, pick up on that, he's got the same last name as me. No relation. We <laughs> look a lot guy. alike. People some, pe- some kid we found off the street. Yeah. He Wanna was... come record a podcast? <laughs> well, when you when you show up to the studio and someone's sitting on the fucking curb with, with an empty coffee cup, it's just we just feel bad for him. We're just those kind of people, Kyle. And then to have the audacity to say, you got any breakfast up in here? No. <laughs> he was bitching before he got into the building. I was probably hungry if I'm on the curb, man. Just think about that. Yeah, well, you probably put yourself there, so you got to <laughs> gave you Jeez, no credit. I could have had a really tough life, man. You never know. Maybe it wasn't by decision. Yeah, well. So we thought it would be fun, Ike, to bring on Connor, your son, Mm-hmm. No, yeah, we were, we were talking about the other day, and so Connor is one of the first listeners of, of said podcast that we're on today, the, um, the conversation. Was it even the conversation then? Did we even know? When we, we didn't was, know then. We didn't yeah, know. I don't think there was a name when you first started it. Mm-mm, no. So uh, um, we were just kind of talking the other day, and we're like, hey, who should we bring on next? And it's like, well, my kid's in town. And that'd be pretty awesome because, you know, he was OG, original listener. And I thought it would be cool to have a young guy on here, younger than you, Kyle, younger than baby Ooh, face Kyle. Up there. <laughs> Somebody so, doesn't have a beard. There you go. Yeah, well. <laughs> the beard ages the look. That's the yeah. only reason I still have the beard, by the way. No, it's not. Yes. People love the beard. Because I look, if I get rid of the beard, I look like I'm 20. Well, that's... You don't, yeah. No one wants to look like a baby face, no. especially after you had a beard. Once, if you have never had a beard, then you get used to the baby face. I'm looking yeah. at you, Connor. I can't grow yeah. a beard, so yeah. well, there you go. Tried, doesn't look yeah. pretty. Doesn't <laughs> look pretty. <laughs> but at least you're not like the. You know you can't, but you still yeah. try. So it's just it's all like patchy and yeah. half missing and shit. Like I, did, that. I did try once over over quarantine last year when coronavirus first started. I was like, I'm not going to see anyone anyway. I might as well <laughs> give it a shot. Was not good. What? Where does it? Where did it grow for you? I mean, like it was kind of everywhere, but it was just you know poking out, like <laughs> all thin, like there was it was. Bad. Was it blonde? Is it blonde? It was yeah. I mean, it's oh like, shit! When it first starts, it's like it's a little stubble, but then when it gets longer, it's all blonde. And it's just, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't notice. Maybe I shaved it before you noticed. You must have shaved it because I didn't. yeah. I don't know. I I put something on my you know old Snapchat story, and so people were like. Get rid of that right now. Like, <laughs> That's not the look, dude. On, on your old chap Snapchat story? Do you have, no, no. Oh, I was just saying, like, I just, I don't know. You guys don't put things on your, I don't know if you. I, I don't even have a Snapchat. Well, I do, but it hasn't, I haven't put it on my phone in years. Yeah. Me so. either. I, I thought have, maybe you had, like, a secondary just to try shit out uh, on to see. see it's <laughs> it's like, water. Yeah, this is like, hey, guys, I'm thinking about this. And then, and then put it on your real think. one. Then no, there. no, it's just put it on there. And people are like, yeah, you should not. Get rid of that. Yeah. Right that's not the look. Yeah. It means it means you have good friends. Is what yeah, you mean. that's true. At least people are looking out for me. There. Yeah, they don't just so. like if you showed up at the bar with that shit. Someone's gonna want to punch you. 
So yeah. <laughs> or maybe just no one want to be around me too. That could right. Oh yeah. As well. Yeah, you're not gonna help him pick anybody up at the bar no, with definitely that. Definitely not. Yeah, you're not gonna be the go-to study. But that guy. was my strategy. It worked because <laughs> everything was closed anyway. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. whatever. Well, you gotta try it out. Yeah. You always gotta see. Worth a shot. I know a couple people. <laughs> I know a couple people who try to try to pass off a. Yeah, so do I. Funky ass beard and stash, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, if they own it, then that's great, but. I don't know. It's like I had the whisker thing on the like the side of my jaw for so many years. I could grow it right around my face. We talked about that yeah, one time. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had the goatee look for a long time because I couldn't grow anything on the sides. Yeah, so. I, don't know. I, I don't. I feel like I have a better shot now, a year later. But I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Well, feel you like are a, a whole year yeah, older. Yeah, I am twenty two now. Whole so new man. Could be it. Yeah, that could be it. That could be the winning thing. You have to be twenty two. You know, I heard if you take uh, baking soda and vinegar and then and then rub it on your face, it helps oh, hair, really? hair growth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not one of those things where like stains your face or something. So the next day, you know, you're like, oh, I wonder what he did. So no. everyone knows that I tried your dumb beard growth technique. Try it and find out. <laughs> See what happens. My old boss, he couldn't grow a mustache, so he actually like did that little like beard Rogaine stuff just on the mustache, so he could actually get the mustache to fill in. Did it work? Yeah, dude. He has a fucking bushy mustache. No now. way. Yeah, I always thought that was bullshit. No, he did it. Dang. Huh. And then I also know guys who are like blondie like Connor here who the beards are white. So little little beard dye. Like white, white from age or just white? No, like they're young. So it's just blonde. Oh, hair. So it's so really hard blonde. to see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. So they darken it up a little bit. Do that beard dye. Yeah, you got to do that. <sighs> yeah. I can't. It, it's one of those things like it kind of just makes me shake. Like, like in, inside. So here's the thing. Like it only when an older dude, their beard starts to go a little bit gray and they get it dyed, but they do it themselves with the box. So it's like a black as fucking coal, mm. you know? And it's like, you oh, know, it's not yeah, real. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's like okay, you dip yeah. your face in paint or something. It's <laughs> so bad. And, and it's just like, and they're walking around trying to pass it off. And it's, 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 it's a little sad to me. You know, it's like, if, if you're going to do it, do it well, you know. If you're gonna dye your beard, I don't know. I would they pay. got different colors now. What about the guys who do the touch of gray? Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's what I thought you were gonna say. Like you know, guys that are faking it. I think that's even worse. Faking the age <laughs> like, or what? Yeah, I think that's even worse. I think that's like, um, yeah, they're just trying too hard to be old, trying to be salt and pepper, and mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to when my hair goes white. Really. It's going to go white. White, like, is like, your dad, like, stark white? My grandpa is stark white, and I already have, like, I look, and there's, like, five or six strands in the front, and oh they're my just God. white. I'm like, what the fuck? You got to get over that shit soon. It comes in, like, one at a time. Yeah, it's going to happen quick. I used to pull them. If I saw a white one sticking out of my head, I'd just be like, really? oh, yeah, I would just Isn't pull that, it. I guess maybe that's, you probably, I think that's in fashion now, like, to, well, it's not why people dye their they go for the dye their hair gray, you know. Yeah, but it, when I it's just like different, when maybe, it's a couple of well, well, gray hairs essentially, it's just a bunch of white hairs mixed with your dark hairs. I think I don't know, but it's like my white hairs was like one or two white hairs sticking out of my head, and I was just like, I, and no one else would see it but me. But I'd see it, and I couldn't stop staring at it in the mirror. I'm like, ah, okay, think did it out of there. Feel older, what? Just get rid of the it it. Now at the time, yeah. At the time, it was like it was a sign, like Kyle's talking about here. It's like it's like a sign that I'm I'm getting older, and, and I didn't want to recognize that. But then, after like 
I did it five or six times. Like, oh, I'm not fucking, I'm not doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's going to go gray. But, uh, um, let it happen. Let it happen. Just let it be. Just let it be. You know, I'm going to try to age with dignity and I'm just going (laughs) to, I'm just going to hang on to what I got. And then, you know, it's another thing I always said, like, if I ever start to go bald in the front and it's in this like creeping back, but I'm trying to hold on to the sides, I'm going to just tell someone to just slap me. Yep. Just, I just going to shave it off. Fuck yeah. I'm just I don't know, man. Don't off. hold on to the past, man. Still oh, haven't got Lord. those readers yet. So I don't know, man. Well, I don't need readers. What are you yeah, talking about? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, is the amount of the amount of stuff like I if I really did, like if it affected me too much, yeah. I would get readers. But I can still yeah, read a book. I'm, it's I'm just, just giving you shit, but writing yeah. out an invoice. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what number I just wrote on there. Yeah. So. If it's if it's at that point, then fuck yeah, I'll get my readers. But I will say that day when I when I realized that I needed probably could use some readers. I was reading like a, a pill bottle or something. Or yeah, it was, I what was so. that? I don't know. I, I just remember you told me you were just going in and out of trying to fo- refocus yeah, your eyes or something. And I was it wasn't really working. Reading something, and I couldn't. I couldn't read a fucking word on the back of an ingredient or something mm-hmm. like that. And then um, I think Kirsten was standing next to me, and I said, "Read this." And she read it, and I said, and I just kept on pushing it closer to her face. <laughs> and she kept reading it. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't do anything about it for a little while. And then I went to Menards, and, uh, and, uh, and I was standing over by the paint waiting for someone to make some paint for me. And I got a little reader rack, like, over across the aisle. And I'm like, oh, I'll just check it out. So I pulled one off, and I put them on, and I was Picked up a quick little pill bottle. I was like, "Holy fuck!" It's like, "Oh!" It was a it was a moment, and then I was like, "Take the fuckers off, put them back on the rack." I'm not reading. I'm not using those things. I don't need to read. That you have a Menard special readers. That's what's crazy. that? A Menard special readers. Like if I was getting reading glasses, I wouldn't think I would get them at Menards. I didn't buy them. Oh no! I just put. I I would. I would. I will not give in yet. See, if, they were, if they were so smart, though, it, it's Menards, right? A hardware store. If they were smart, they would make them look like safety glasses. Well, yeah. And then you that could just, like, wear idea, the safety actually. glasses and then, you know, just sneakily, like, <laughs> swap them out. <laughs> I'm working. Here's my working ones. <laughs> yeah. I just picture a guy sitting on his couch at night watching some TV or reading a book with some safety glasses on his head. <laughs> just like, what are you doing? I'm just being extra safe in here, baby. <laughs> Don't mind me. There's You never, never know. never know when a chip's going to fly up to right. me in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how the wild ones are after they got that surgery. Yeah. So two of my buddies, they're twins, and they just got LASIK yesterday. Yeah. And so they've got to wear, like, these glasses that look like they're dark blacked out. But they look like safety glasses. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. everywhere we went yesterday. They're just walking around with these just safety glasses on. <laughs> and they just look ridiculous. <laughs> it's like uh, like the like there's a super dark wrap around ones. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm like, you guys look so dumb right now. <laughs> it's that, there's that song. It's like I wear sunglasses at night. Was it night time? Right, they still have to wear them. Uh, yeah. Well, they gotta. For the first day, yeah. Okay, yeah. Got to wear them everywhere. But they yeah. got ones they got to wear at night too. They're like goggles, so they don't scratch their eyes. So they like. Oh, when they go to sleep. Oh, yeah, like oh my god! Safety. They got. Safety. Did they take a picture of themselves in them? Uh, I think they've. I they probably sent me one, but I haven't screenshotted. But I've screenshotted a few good ones they sent me with the safety ones. But they yeah. still have to wear readers even after after they got that. I mean, not right now, but when they get older, they do. Yeah. Even so, what is LASIK correct? Uh, you don't need glasses. So like they have terrible vision, 
So they, are they far sighted or near sighted? I don't know. Yeah, I think like, it corrects both. I think it can, but they still need readers. So when they get older, they will. So oh, right now okay. they don't. So like their their mom got it, and so she needs readers still. But she's obviously because LASIK is essentially like taking a piece of your eyeball and like folding it down, right? Or I, like I I didn't I thought it was a laser that kind of or does it went over your eye? Does and, it like cut out? Hey, you know what? This would be perfect Bill. for Bill. Bill fucking Bill. <laughs> God damn it. What the hell does LASIK do? Yeah. Yeah. I know lots of people have LASIK. Um, from the way they explained it to me, I don't know exactly what it did, but they said like, they like, it like cuts your eyeball open. So there's like a flap in your eye. So like splits it and I glue it back together. Ugh. You know, I, so I got two things that I get squeamish on and touching eyeballs is one of them. Yeah. And so like, I just... Are you awake during LASIK? Yeah, you're. They say you're. Oh, they say you're See? awake. They, like, they numb it and they like. They take like. So you ever went to the dentist and they like take that thing that like spreads your mouth open? You know, like holds your mouth. Open. I know what you're talking yeah. about, but I've never experienced oh, okay. it. So I had braces, so I'm well experienced. With that <laughs> yeah, thing. you I know had that thing up. in my mouth like every month. So they take something similar to that and pull open your eye. They stick another thing that pulls your eyeball out of your head, kind of. What? They, yeah, what? They, like they said, it like grabs onto the outside of your eyeball. Oh, like, fuck, fuck this! And then they then they split your eye open so it has two flaps. And then I guess they just like you could like you know what's happening, but your eyes numb. Uh, and then they just like they just they go, put dye and shit in there too. I don't know. He said you just go numb for like or you go blind for like thirty mm-hmm. seconds, then your eyes done. Go to the next one. God, yeah. See, that's but they said they said it sucks. I, they said unless you like absolutely need it or you're going blind don't don't do it yeah i mean i'm that's one of those things where it's like in a sense it's like a miracle surgery right like i would have never thought growing up they could laser your eyeball and you could see better yeah it's crazy and technology has gotten to that point but yeah you have to really need it or really want it to go through that you gotta have really want it you just like to to fucking pull your eyeball out of your head what so there was a dude that said somewhere he said that your eyeballs are like an extension. They're like a, a part of your brain that you can that you can see from the outside because they're connected straight back to your yeah. brain. So it's like it's actually yeah. part of your brain. Yeah. So they're uh-huh. grabbing on your brain and pulling out of your face <laughs> and and lasering it open. So there's that um, you've heard of Doctors Without Borders. Yeah. You heard of that? No, I haven't. So it's these doctors that fly all over the world and do like free clinics and shit and help people. Okay. And, um, there's this one thing they do a lot is they do cataracts for people for, uh, they do cataract surgery for people in um, like third world countries. And so they'll bring in like everybody that in town. And, and I don't even know what a cataracts is, but I know it's something that, that like grows on your eye and they'll go in. Yeah, it's like, cal- I think it's like calcified something. Yeah. Like, like calcif- calcium buildup. Kind of a deal, I think. Sounds like I can see this like sounds right. bumpy shit on people's know. eyes, like yeah. when you see pictures of it. With it like it gets all foggy and shit. Yeah. yeah, they they remove the cataracts, but they do it like in this little tent hut hospital thing. So like, I don't know. Those people are brave as shit. Yeah. Some 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 idea I don't know comes into town. Like I'm gonna fix your eyeball. <laughs> it's like no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, but the places they go. They're going there for a reason. No, oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, that's some serious trust. Oh, yeah. Like, I, but it, I guess at what point, you know, when you can't see shit anymore, do you yeah. just say, fuck it, let's might as well? Well, it's yeah. probably a huge blessing. 
at the same time. God, wait to sound imagine. make me sound like a dickhead, Kyle. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck you. First world problems. <laughs> Said that's no shit right yeah, there. Yeah, literally. Uh-huh. Well, do I, I trust you to cut my eyeball open or thank you for being here to cut my eyeball open? Probably be thankful for it. Yeah, I, I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm thinking most of them are probably thankful. Yeah, I'm imagine. just saying like. Not my, to say my, they were, I would be still nervous as shit. First world Ike would be like, what the fuck? I don't know about I, this. I'm what the fuck with the procedure that's proven called yeah. LASIK. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. Uh, no, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've never not been able to see. So I don't know if it's like, it might be worth it if I couldn't oh, see. Shit. Like, yeah. That's the thing. Like I've. Yeah. You were, I mean, you were talking about those people who like, you know, folks who can't hear and then they get mm-hmm. those little implants or something they can yeah. hear for the first yeah. time or you can see color for the first time or even see. And they're just so touching. So oh, I would, God, those fucking videos get me every time, man. So yeah, the, the colorblind ones. There's, those ones are like, it's like I can't imagine. It's yeah. like I, we take for granted so many things. Oh yeah. If when we're when we're born with all these different you know things and yeah, it's like the old dude. This like guy's lived sixty years, seventy years of his life without being able to see color, and all of a sudden he can see color for the first time. Mm. Oh my god, makes me cry like a baby when I see that shit. It's like it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I'm an emotional guy. What can I say? I know listening back to last week with jason and I'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was that was awesome man that was such a good sesh i was so glad he was here for that yeah so connor yeah what's up what's what's uh what's the college life like nowadays in 2021 um you gotta be honest I go to a pretty small college. So, so you're at Stevens not, Point. Yeah, UW Stevens Point. So I go there. And it's not a very big college, one of the smaller UW schools, and not really any different than it was before it was closed down, to be honest. Like, if you're in college, you drink a lot. So, <laughs> so it's like, and the bars there are open, you know, they don't care about masks or anything. So it's like, just go to the bar, drink at your house. Yeah, and it's, and uh, I changed my gym. So the gym I go to, it's a mask free gym. So I will, you know, I just go there every day. I go shopping once a week, and then it's pretty much it. So it's not really that much different than so a lot of a lot of darty action. I, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I I like how when you asked him what college is like. He didn't say one fucking word about college. No, I, I, <laughs> He's like, a, I go drinking. And I go to the store once I go to, a week. I go I work lift out. and I go to the store. And he's like, that's what it's about. Yeah, Elon Musk, he said something about that on a thing I was watching where he was saying, like, like you don't really need college. Like, college is just, like, it's for fun. Well, and so that's a thing, right? Oh, so for there's sure. a huge debate right now, especially since COVID with everything going virtual. Like, what is a college education and the student loan, you know, mm-hmm. crisis of trillions or a trillion dollars in debt are you are people paying to go to colleges especially big colleges just to a say they went there and b for the experience they're not going for an education anymore i i think that those to the experience and to say they've been there if you're going to like harvard or princeton or something like that i think it's a big thing but i think i still think that there are certain places where going to college is important if you want to be a fucking doctor, if oh, you want absolutely. To, like, I think there are certain programs in a lot of schools that are still really important that you're not going to maybe learn that level of skills anywhere else. Um, you're not going to learn it by like hanging out at your uncle's law office, you know, or, or whatever. But 
I think for so many, I've always told my kids, it's like, if you don't want to go to college, you know, there's the trades are awesome. Mm-hmm. You can go to a trade school, you know, well, yeah. learn a trade. Like, I wonder, well, in the trades, if you go to, even if you go to trade school, a lot of it's just an apprenticeship where you just go and hang out with someone who knows what they're doing. So I wonder how much of like being a doctor and stuff, would that be possible if instead of going, spending eight years of school, you just shadowed a doctor for. No, I, I want my doctor to go to school. Yeah. See? But, <laughs> so but, I th- but I, th- but I think to Ike's point, I, I think we've indoctrinated people that you have to go to school. Yeah. That's, and yeah, there's way sure, too many people sure. going to college with no direction and they're just going because they feel like that's the thing to do. And, right. sure. and they're getting these degrees that honestly in a real world have Not really very limited usefulness. So like in your in your experience right now in in college what would you say would like would be the most bullshit degrees? Oh, like business degrees, communications. Okay. Like so what are you going for? What I'm are you going, going for? for forestry. Forestry. forestry okay. Yeah. So that's I mean, I, obviously, uh, I work with my dad doing landscaping. If anyone hasn't watched a podcast before, my dad owns a landscaping business, so I work with him. So forestry is kind of helpful in that. So it's like that's something that I think is useful, but I think that a lot of the stuff I'm going to need is just going to be it's more like a trade. It's just apprenticeship mm-hmm. stuff. So a lot of the things like identifying plants and stuff like that are things that are helpful to learn in school, but it's also similar to like you could learn it online if you really wanted to. Like, right. So much, so much of it you could learn online if, yeah, you, if exactly. you were dedicated to That's it. So thing. I think one of the things when you're a kid, you to have the, the the willpower and the drive to learn everything you would need to learn online, like going to class, it's it's your forced. You have to turn all your shit off. You got to sit in front of a professor. You got to mm-hmm. sit there for hours and learn this shit, and you get tested on it. So then you're held accountable to the learning. So there's an element of that that I think is. I think you have a false idea of what college so, is. So I'm going to ask I, you. I, so I when I went to college. Here's the thing. I know you didn't. I only went to a tech school. So so <laughs> when I went to college, there was, it was a mixed bag. It was like 30% of my classes actually took attendance and you had to do things. And about 70% were test only. The professor puts the notes up on an online classroom and you probably didn't have to go to 90% of the classes if you just read the notes and then took the test. What the fuck? Yeah. And I paid. I'm still in debt for doing that. What, so. what degree did you get? I got a sport management degree. Oh, that's right. We talked about yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it depends a lot on the college you go to and what your degree is. Um, for me, like a lot of my classes um, have a lot of labs. Yeah. So I go, I have to go to the labs and like do the experiments or you know, go outside and look at trees or soil or rocks or whatever. But I think that there, <clears throat> there's definitely majors, like I said, like business majors and liberal majors that are really easy majors. And that's because a lot of that where it's just you go, they put the notes up on the board or online, and then there's two tests the entire year. Yeah. And but I think like it is important to notice with online schools that like most kids can now like do online school without actually showing up to class and just taking the test on their computer and figuring yeah, it's, everything it's out. Yeah, it's essentially self-learning and then a right. yeah, proficiency right. test at the end. Exactly. And yeah. you're paying a lot of money to do it. You're paying way too much money to do it, which again is why I think there's going to be a shift when this is all done with COVID that I think it's it's becoming more apparent to people. Like, I don't need to pay $10,000 a year 
to take a test. Wait, how how many people do you think? So, like unions are not much of a thing anymore. They used to be massive. Union well, have is, you seen that Amazon union? I thing? did see that. Yeah. yeah, they're they're trying really hard, but Amazon is trying to squash them like a fucking ant. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, when unions were really big, and and trades people who were interested in getting into the trades could look forward to having a really good job for life. You could become a union electrician, a union plumber, a union painter, a union carpenter. You can become a union member, and you've got a really good pension. You've got really good insurance. All you got to do is pay your dues. You can make really good money. You're guaranteed a certain amount of raises every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also the apprenticeship comes into that union. You go to the union, you get your apprenticeship, you get assigned. You know, so maybe there's going to be a a, a tick. Up, I think they're in, in apprenticeships, yeah. In 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 more of the skilled trades, and maybe even some of the less skilled trades that people would maybe normally go to college for. Yeah, I think um, I there was a huge push, right? Got to go to school. Got to go to school. You want to be successful, you got to go to school. And then we saw this technology surge where all these people were successful without going to school, and now we're seeing this huge shortage of trade workers. And so I think the shift now is going to be back to you can make a lot of money and not yeah. take on student debt yep. to be a trade worker. We need welders. We need electricians. We need plumbers. We need all these things. And that's, going to, that's not going away. So I think, I think that shift is already happening. Is there a conversation around that in college? Um, no, man. They're, not, they're trying to make their money. I'm not, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Shut, oh. just, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm talking about students. Oh, yeah. Like, so, um, and even in people in your friend group, because, and, and maybe this is the old man in me um, saying those damn kids, but I don't see a lot of young people interested in doing the hard trades, like the hard work, the skilled trades, as much as I, as maybe you would have 50 years ago. Oh, I, <clears throat> I definitely think not, but I do think that there is, like, people that are realizing it, like, but I think that it's more... They're just knowing it from their friends that do it. Like the only people that I see talk about it are my friends that, you know, didn't go to school or whatever, where mm-hmm. it's like nobody I know is like dropping out to do trades or anything like that. But it's more like just people that, you know, didn't go to school. So I don't think there's a lot in like college. There's a lot of people talking about like sure. you can make a lot of money in the trades. Like a few people I know, like that I have good conversations with, will talk about it. But I've never had a conversation with anybody who's like, wow, I'm really thinking of getting out of school and going into the trades because I can make so much more money. So you, you know, people that didn't go to school that have got into the trades and made really good money. Yeah. Quite and a then, few actually. Yeah. Then they come back and talk to their friends or sitting in college. Oh yeah. And they're mm-hmm. like, fuck, you got a new, you got a new truck. You got a boat. Yeah. What? That's, that's <laughs> mostly what it is. It's like, you see, they're like, most of the guys got new trucks and it's like, Everyone else is driving around, you know, in their rusty old cars or whatever. Old shitbox. Like, yeah. And they're, like, <laughs> they're like, wow, it's a pretty nice truck. You know, or, you know, everyone goes to the bar and it's the guys that, you know, are working the trade jobs that are buying all the drinks or, you know, whatever. They don't mind mm-hmm. spending their money. Everyone else is like, yeah, I drank a lot before I came here, so I didn't have to spend a lot of money. <laughs> you got a pregame, man. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you can pregame on the cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny, though, like when you're young and you're making that kind of money. It's like I'm gonna live forever. I get this money. I'm gonna be. Oh. I'm gonna get another fat check next week, and mm-hmm. I can just spend it all the night, and it's not a big deal. Rounds on me. Like it's uh, way more loose with with the money when when I was young. 
Yeah. Oh no, definitely. Yeah. There's there's one of our buddies that he uh, he's a lineman, mm-hmm. and he may he makes a lot. I think during that Iowa storm, that, that big storm they had down in Iowa, he was making like five grand a week. It was like, woo, doggies. And so he came back up, and he was. We went to the bar. You know, he was just buying shots everywhere. You know, <laughs> he, go, he went to the bar. I think he bought like fifty tequila shots at once. It was insane. Wow, was like, he was the man that yeah, night. Oh yeah. yeah. So we're always whenever he comes up, we're like, oh, you want to go to the bar? Man? Like, Let's go to the bar. <laughs> Let's party with this yeah. guy. It's going to be a good time. But yeah, he makes makes a lot of money doing that. And but you still have to go to school to be a lineman. Yeah, for an, for a year. But it's a, it's only a one year school for yeah, lineman. Only a oh, one okay. year school. So that's dangerous as fuck. That oh, lineman it is. work. It is. And I th- when you do have to go to school like that, like in an apprentice kind of fashion, but you still have to actually go to school. I would imagine a lot of companies are going to pay for that. Like if you sign on with them already. Like, will I, they send you? To I think do something line, like that. Well, for I, the I, lineman, I think it's different, but I know with construction they will. Yeah. So, like, when you're doing a construction apprentice or like a carpenter's apprentice, you're working as well, and then you'll go in and do the school, and so they'll pay you to do the school and pay you. Right. To work. You, right. you, you, you get less money. Yeah. When you when you're when you're in oh, your sure. apprenticeship, and then once you graduate from the school apprenticeship, then yeah. you get a bump in rate and sure, pay. Sure. Sure. So. So I think either way, young people want to have fun and experience. So it's just a matter of if you want to do it with money while working or broke while in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it depends on your folks too. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like true. If you if you think about it, like if you got if you got folks that are going to pay for you to go to for a full ride and pay your rent and pay your food and pay your car and all that yeah. shit, it's like who's not going to take that at, at 18, 19 years old? Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Why would you not? Yeah. That's like that's like because the college experience is pretty fucking great well yeah you know and it's not their money but and the problem with student loans is it's not i don't know if a lot of college kids i didn't at the time know like that's just money from your future that's still your money like oh you're gonna give me 20 a check for 20 grand yeah for this year (laughs) all right (laughs) cool (laughs) that's a good way of point of making that point or saying that i can't fucking talk so it's a mo- it's money from your future. Yeah. I like that. I've never thought of it. I mean, obviously, a loan is it's a loan. But if you could tell someone, hey, just so you know, this is money from your future. Yeah, your future you is gonna have to pay this back, and probably five times more than what you're taking right now. Yeah, dude. Federal student loan interest rates are ridiculous. What is it right now? I don't know. Six and a half percent. Six point okay. five five percent. I don't know if. They might not be taking any interest right now. Well, no. Well, so no, right now pandemic. they're not. Yeah, yeah. pandemic. But yeah. Um, but without it, it's that much. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons. That was one of the big deciding factors with me going to school was I was like, if I'm going to get in a lot of debt, I'm not going to go. So I was like, I waited I waited a few years, saved up some money. And so that was like, all right, I think I can get my way most paid through without getting any debt. And so that was one of the big deciding factors. So I didn't want awesome, to come out of school with a bunch of debt. So I was like, if Kudos. I was going to be in debt, then I yeah. didn't want to do it. wasn't worth it. That's a mindset that is well beyond your years. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I was, probably I was, had a good dad or something. Yeah, I guess. You know. <laughs> uh, he didn't get He's that all right. shit from me. <laughs> But like, do you know a bunch of people who took out student loans and then they took out student loans for more than they needed? And then they just have like a bank of just sitting there that they're just blowing to live and experience the college life? I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to say that. True. That they ha- they have that, that's where they're getting money. And that's not something I'd really ask someone. But, I mean, I know people for sure that, I mean, have taken out a lot of student loans already. Like, I know a few people that are like, you know, and Stevens Point's a pretty cheap school. It's, it's I think it's 
like almost, if not almost the cheapest UW school there is. Mm. And I know people, you know, that are 30, 40 grand in debt. And it's just yep. like, that's the, what's it, what's a semester? It's Steven. It's point. like a semester is like, I don't know, seven, yeah, I was okay. gonna say seven, six, seven. seven. Yeah. Seven and so Does it, I think it depends on how many credits you take too, right? No, but it depends. Or is it just full time or part time? It depends. Time? Yeah, it's full time and part time. It also depends a lot on if you live in the dorms. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, Stevens Point's a little bit different than most colleges, and they make you stay in the dorms for two years instead of one. And so you got to pay for the dorms. And if you live in the dorms, you got to get a meal plan. So you got to pay for that. And so it adds a tax a lot on if you're staying in the dorms. The first two years are a lot more expensive mm, mm-hmm. than the second two years for sure. So Yeah, until you can rent a house with six of your buddies and just. Uh, dude yeah so when uh connor got his first house we hauled all of his shit up there in the in the in the trailer and um i met his roommates and walked through his shithole house <laughs> and it was like there was a piece of it's like fuck this looks like so much fun <laughs> it was just like this looked like such a good time and then i was thinking oh I could have a beer with these guys. <laughs> and then I started thinking about it. And it's like, oh, not with like the pictures and shit now. I wouldn't want my fucking picture taken. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, you go famous. It, it's a thing now. Like, you know, there's any anybody's parent ever comes to, you know, at a party or anywhere. It's like everywhere. Yeah. It's like the cool thing now. Yeah. Oh, sure. it's the cool thing. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to be like a cool parent, just go to a college Hang out with your college parents. Come to a darty or something. I think like when all my most of my friends when they moved in this summer, like when their parents came up, you know, they got their parents, you know, do a beer bong or something. And really? Oh yeah, it was a thing. Well, I I, I can Made imagine it on a bar stool, you know. Yeah, and and like as a in in my mindset, once I was in it, I'd be like, "Fucking let's party, bro!" <laughs> like I would be giving it everything. And then and then there's like the after pictures. When you're like passed out or some shit, that's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. One of those things. I think it'd be a really, really good time. I'm oh, just, it is. It's a great time. It's yeah. a great time for sure. But So. I'm antisocial. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well. Introvert. You don't get much more social than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I can relate to that. He's always talking to somebody. It's yeah, working, and he's always over talking. Hey, somebody's got to take care of the customers. Hey, I agree. You I'm know. not. You know, I'm just saying. He's he's always talking to somebody <laughs> everywhere we go. <laughs> but you're the man. Hey, man. All my friends say, "Oh, your dad's the man. He's the man. He's so cool." <laughs> I'm like, they like you more than me. No, I don't know about that. I don't know. So they're always like, "Oh, what's it? where's Ike? What's Ike doing?" You know? <laughs> Even yeah. like, I'll I will be at the gym, and I'll be like, I'll ask him to like come. Come to the gym, and they're like, ah, oh, I don't know. And they're like, I'm working out with my dad. And they're like, oh, why didn't you tell me, man? I would have came. And I'm like, all right, I see how it is, you know. One time. One, one time. It's yeah. all it takes. It's all it takes. Hey, man, they're always like, oh, we want, to, we want your dad's Snapchat. We want to Snapchat him. <laughs> my dad doesn't have Snapchat. <laughs> I know, but they're always like, oh, I'll Snapchat Ike right now. And I'm like, no, you don't have a Snapchat. He doesn't have one. <laughs> you can text him, and they're yeah. like, what does that mean? <laughs> what? Text? Text. Who does that? I I used to feel bad. I didn't feel bad at the time, but looking back, I always felt bad because whenever we go to the grocery store, because I owned a coffee shop here in town for a long time, I knew everybody. So we'd sit in the grocery store and someone would start talking to me and I'd talk for, I don't know. Do you remember any of this? Maybe I shouldn't feel so bad if you don't remember. 
just hours. <laughs> I would sit there for like 10, 15 minutes yeah. talking. To, and I just remember seeing my kids waiting and I'm like, oh, I got I'm such a bad dad. I, I don't remember that. Oh, so. well, never mind. I'm a good dad. Yeah. I have no memory of you taking forever in the, in the grocery, grocery store. store. No. Oh, I like, always wondered why you guys would still want to go with me. Because you because when you because when you're talking everyone they can just load the cart up with the shit they want <laughs> and then you don't pay attention until you check out who put Twinkies and Ding Dongs in here. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if yeah. you saw the face he just made, you know better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we weren't doing any of that, but it's more relevant now. I think when we go somewhere, I mean, but I don't really mind as much now. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I just noticed it at work pretty much. Is the yeah, yeah, biggest time. It's I get the gift of gab. That's the truth. And I know that there's a lot of times when my clients just want to, they'll want to shoot the breeze with me for just a couple minutes. And I think there's a, I, th- I think especially nowadays with, with older generations, including me, um, communication around like when you have somebody providing a service at your house is really key, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I can't speak to people younger than me. Obviously, I'm not younger, but I feel like maybe as things progress, people are just going to want someone to come in and fix something without actually having to talk to them too much. You know, it's like, come in, fix it, and go and do your thing. But older generations, they want to know what's going on, and they want to, like, get to know the person that's in their house. There's so many times when I'm working on somebody's house where I'll talk to them for 15 minutes, and they'll just say, okay, well, here's a key, and they'll just hand me a key to their house. It's like, you just come and get your stuff done whenever you want and put the key underneath the rock. And and it's like, I don't know how many people do that anymore where they just hand some guy they met 15 minutes ago a key to their house. Right. But it's like, I, I work really hard to build a trust with my clients so they can know that when we show up, because I'm going to tell you, I'm a random fucking dude. There, there's times when I show up and I don't tell people I'm coming. Like, we'll be done with the job or something and we got four or five hours left in the day and it's just like, hey, let's go fucking do this guy's place. And it's like, do they know we're coming? It's like, no, but it'll be all right. Like, they'll they'll get it. And we'll just show up. And as long as they're not having the darty in the backyard, <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty good. Actually, then we just finish the day there. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be more fun. So though. let's go back to that just a little bit. Um, you explained it to me, but we talked about a darty a little bit on, on the oh, podcast oh, a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Mm-hmm. So give us a breakdown of a darty and, and if you know of, like the history at all, the darty, cause I don't, I looked it up and I saw a post from 2018 when I was looking up the definition of a darty. So go ahead. I mean, I think that darties have, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the history. I'm not a darty professional or anything, but I, I mean, I think they've been going around. For a while. Yeah, where's Bill? Fucking Bill. Could have looked it up. (laughs) But uh, I think they've been around ever since it's been like college has been a party thing. Even like, I don't know, even my grandpa would tell me, you know, when he was in college, they'd go. I mean, he didn't tell me they'd darty, but he's like, oh, yeah, we always go down to the bar, you know, and just get drunk or whatever. And so I think that it's like it's been around for a while. I'm sure I don't know if it was always called a darty, but it's like I I think in Wisconsin, it's a big thing because. During the whole winter, which is most of the time you're in school, it's cold out. So you're either at the bar or you're in a house. And so mm-hmm. then it's, and in Wisconsin's a bit, obviously we have a big drinking culture in Wisconsin for sure. We do. Yeah. Have you so, seen that list, like the top 20 drinking cities? Yeah, we're like cities? 13 of them. Yeah, yeah, 13 of the top 20 are <laughs> yeah. in Wisconsin. So it's like, I think that that's part of it is a big drinking thing. And even in the summer here in Wisconsin, like every, when it's nice out, it's what you do. You drink, you go on your boat, you go barbecue, you drink. That's yeah. what you do. And so I think it's just, that's what we've grown up with. And so then it's like in college, you drink inside or outside. And then what's nice, I drink outside. Mm-hmm. So, but there's like a, 
is there a formality to it? Because you you showed me a little video, and it was like a bunch of people in a big circle sitting on tailgates and chairs and shit. Oh yeah. So so what's a like so, if if you go to a, a college darty, what do you expect to see? I think it it differs based on the school. So if see, this a, is what I'm talking about. I want to get into the school. So, yeah. So <laughs> if it's a smaller school, it's going to be like similar to the ones that I had go to. So it's going to be like a big circle playing beer darts. What's beer darts? So beer darts is a game where everybody sits in a circle and everybody's got a beer sitting by their feet and everyone's got like a metal dart and you throw the darts at everybody else's beer. Sounds fun. <laughs> oh yeah, people get stuck with darts all the time. You know? like darts in your hand, oh your my feet, God. your legs, whatever. And so wherever, if your beer gets hit, you got to drink your beer down to wherever it gets hit with the dart. Okay. So that's basically the thing of the game. Okay. Just throw your... Drink, so know. the key would be to aim low on the beer can. So, yeah. So if you hit the top of the beer can or the bottom, they have to shotgun it. Oh, so. Dang. But it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard <laughs> to, be, to be accurate, to be honest. Well, like, yeah. Like how far away are we talking? Depends on how big the circle is, how oh, many sure. people are playing. But Dang, I'd want to be playing in a close-ass circle, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I suck at darts, <laughs> so you want to play in a close circle. Yeah, motherfucker, you don't want me to be throwing darts at you from 40 feet away. Yeah, <laughs> Athletic so. groin protectors is what I'm wearing. So, yeah, I don't know. It's but So that's what you do normally at, like, a smaller school. And there'll be people, like, play beer die. I don't know if you guys ever play beer die, if you know what that nope. is at all. It's, it's basically a game where you got a bit, table and a beer on every corner, and there's a line down the middle. Most of the time it's tape. And you throw throw a dice up, and you get try to get it to land on the other side of the table on your opponent's side, and then bounce off without them catching it. So it's kind of a more athletic. Oh, okay, sure. More athletic game. So and you try to catch it before it bounces off. If it bounces it off, you get a point. First one to eleven wins. Okay. And so then if you lose, you've shotgun a beer basically. So it's a little less about drinking and just sitting there, and more athletic. Yeah. So so like some of the games are just about getting smashed. Yeah. And some of the games are actually like you're very interactive. Yeah, for like, sure. The ones I've played of um, like Hammer Schlagen is a more interactive one. Yeah, Hammer Schlagen is pretty awesome. Yeah, so that's like we'll play Hammer Schlagen sometimes. At a, at a, oh, because someone will have a round of wood. Yeah, you just oh, okay. Around. Yeah, but what kind of hammer do you use? It's a regular one. Okay, so when I when I was in college, Hammer Schlagen was it was one of the ones with a, a, a angled end. You know, you got the flat face yeah. on one side mm-hmm. and then a pointed mm-hmm. face on the other, and we would play with the pointed face side because it was a lot harder. Oh. Yeah, we're not professionals or nothing like that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Oh, oh. So it's basically you got a like a round of wood, like cut off a tree or whatever. Yeah. So it's a log, and then everybody gets a hammer or a ha- or a, not a hammer, a, a nail. nail, a nail, and in front of you. And so you flip the hammer, and you got to catch it, and then hit the nail. Okay. And so if your nail gets hit in, you got a drink, right? You finish your drink. If if. If um if you win everybody I, everybody else everybody drinks. else drinks yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so you're sipping while you're doing it already yeah. and so then it's just basically the hard part is you got to flip the hammer and then wherever you catch it you got to hit the, try to hit your neighbor's uh, some someone's nail it doesn't matter who's but someone so you're trying to hit other people's yeah nails get theirs down because you want yours to be the last one up then you don't got to chug your beer gotcha. oh see <sighs> different I'm variations maybe. yeah because we didn't have to flip the hammer but our hammer was a two pound oh. hammer. It you wasn't. Flip it? Oh, no, it was like it had a big head. It was like a two oh, or three pound hammer yeah. with the big head on it. Oh, so you know, yeah, we'll, ours is a small one. And then you got and you got to flip it, and then wherever you catch it, you can't readjust or anything, and then you just got to swing. Oh, okay. They're using the eight ounce hammer from that combo screwdriver <laughs> oh, <yeah>. hammer. <laughs> I wouldn't use that hammer. I'd probably, yeah. No. So play games like that, but then if you go to a bigger school like Madison or something like that, mm-hmm. 
there's they play a lot of beer pong and beer die and there's like no beer darts beer darts on a thing because there's so many people oh sure so like and it's a lot smaller of an area so you don't have like big backyards or anything so everyone's crammed into a pretty small spot and so it's like you don't have enough room to play beer die whereas at okay. this point there's you'll get somebody's like two or three people's big big backyards and then there's you know at most like probably the biggest one i've ever been to there's like 60 people maybe and that's pretty big for Stevens Point. So it's like, but if you go to Madison, like a, on like a game day or something, mm-hmm. people oh. darty for like when football's playing or something. It's like the whole like blocks of people. Oh yeah. And so it's a, it's it's a different thing depending on where you go. So you said you said something to me a while ago. You said this darty season. You said it was the first day of darty season. Yeah, that's what you, that's what you call it. So it's like darty season is like. From when it gets warm enough to drink outside until the end of school, pretty much. But it's not like a specific day of no, the year? No, no, it's just okay. like, everyone just says, like, start a darty season the first warm day. So, oh, like, okay. this year, because spring was so early, it was a lot sooner than, like, so, like, I Snapchat has this thing where it's kind of like Facebook where you'll get, like, a memory. It'll show up, like, one year ago today or whatever. And this year, the start of darty season was, like, a week, two weeks earlier than it was last year. Um, and even like last year when it started, it was still snow on the ground. This year it was so nice out. So oh yeah, we had some nice days. You know, us old guys, our our Facebook that has that one year memory option too. Well, yeah, I knew that, but I was just saying. It's, <laughs> I'm, just, it's I'm fucking I'm, with you. I'm, I'm giving you guys an you. example that you probably can relate. You're to, a landscaper. You, know? you can just be like, okay. It's season to go work outside. Oh, Connor must be drinking. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's about it. It's like first day. I, when I start to get the tingle, I know Connor's out darty action. Yeah, there you go. Um, So you got to have some fucking awesome neighbors if you're going to, I mean. what? Oh, what, okay. Like, I thought you were saying my neighbors were awesome. No, no like, well, I think about it. It's like if you're if you're in college and uh, um, and you're at a, at a big house, you got four or five guys living there, and you're going to have a darty. Like, is it all college houses around your college house? Or do you got, like, some residents from the city that so, just deal with it? Like, how does that? So, like, uh. in Stevens Point, smaller school, there's definitely neighbors that are not college students, for sure. Right. Bigger schools, there's whole blocks. They're just all college houses, which I'm sure is, like, a better strategy. Stevens Point, we're kind of getting to that next year. So, there's one main, sh- there's one street that most of people in my friend groups are all getting houses on next year. Okay. And so we're kind of like trying to consolidate all the houses into one thing, but there's right now there's three, there's three houses that are all college students and they're all in the same friend group and they all live right next to each other. So all their backyards are connected. All their front yards are connected. So that's where most of the darty stuff happens because it's the biggest yards. So, but otherwise, yeah, it's just, there'll be, and that's like a big problem. Obviously, a lot of times, it's like if you have a neighbor that's like a regular person, they're well, just like, "That's what the heck!" Like, because they're yeah. blasting music and stuff. Well, that's what I wonder. Like, when you find out, like, so if I if I live in Stevens Point and I got yeah. a nice house and my yard, and my dog, and all that shit, and then I got a neighbor next to me that decides this year I'm going to rent my house to college kids, it's like, what? Yeah, you'd be pissed. Yeah, be like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I got to put up a fence now. Got like there's going to be loud music at night and all these things. Where if I'm an older guy and I just want to yeah. relax, yeah, you know. For sure. And so I wonder if you live in a college town though, wouldn't you like in the back of your mind purposely you avoid think. certain areas? So, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But but those certain areas they they change if yeah. someone sells so it, a house. It depends. Like so, like 
in bigger towns, obviously, it's pretty easy to tell, like, where the mm-hmm. but in smaller towns, like, where there's not, like, a designated, like, college housing area. It's like you could – we were looking at houses this year to change our house, and there we looked everywhere, all over Point. Oh, yeah. And so it's like you don't really know where they're going to be. I mean, there's a good guess, definitely closer to campus. Right. So, you're, so you're, you were looking beyond, like, walking distance to campus. Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't want that, but there were some houses we looked at for sure. Okay. And we I know some people that, like, have, like, you know, houses that are – way farther than walking sure. distance just because it's cheaper right and so are those are those houses the darty houses though no, often no, it's usually never, the ones never. closer to oh, campus it's always the ones closer to campus and so it's like there's definitely a designated area but we've some of our my buddies on the baseball team they had some neighbors first semester that they you know called the cops on them a few times for yeah. having a bunch of people over and stuff and then they moved out second semester their neighbors was, did was that like a uh uh, because of because of Corona that they call them? No, just because they were being just loud. Just because they were being loud? Yeah. And the, they moved out, so they didn't own the house? No. They, I don't think so, yeah. as far as I know. But it's like, so I think most houses are rented houses, but there is like, so buy those three houses that I was talking about where everybody goes, mm-hmm. goes to the yeah. party and stuff. There's like a, somebody on the city council or something lives like a block away or something. Sure. And so they're always like walking around and making complaints and stuff. And so... The cops, I guess, like, I don't know, they don't really do anything, but they'll, like, come over and be like, hey, so-and-so complained, like, we just yeah. gotta let you guys know, like, try to keep it down. So, their college town cops are pretty cool. Yeah, they're Yeah, pretty most chill. of the time, for sure, yeah. yeah, most of the time. There's definitely a few that are cooler than others, but there's... You gotta find that city councilman, and you gotta, like, you gotta send them, like, a pizza or something. <laughs> a lot of pizzas. Yeah, just, like, just, like, you know, find them right away. So, I would think, like, my strategy would be find out the neighbors that are around me, like the next couple houses oh, are definitely uh-huh. going to yeah, be affected the most. Mm-hmm. Come knock on the door, say, "Hey, you know, my name is this. We're, you know, we're next door. You know, we want to be cool, you know, and just kind of introduce myself, so I have a relationship with them. So they're not going to get super livid, pissed if we're loud. They'll be more like, "Hey, can you guys chill out a little yeah. bit? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're always going to have neighbors and shit like that, and it's just like you want them to be cool neighbors. Yeah." Yeah, what's that? What's that? Uh, Seth Rogen movie where they get the party house next oh, door? Yeah, neighbors, neighbors. Oh my god, I you fucking laughed so. Have you watched both of them or no? I've seen both of them. Uh, yeah. yeah, I laughed it's so fucking movie. hard. I haven't seen either. Oh my god, it's such a funny movie. It's really that's funny. an older movie too, right? Yeah, it's probably it's what ten years 10 old. Years, yeah, I don't know. Is it? Is I don't older. know. Older, older, ten I'm not years a big now. Movie guy, but. Yeah, I think it's probably around ten years old. Yeah. But oh my god, it's so funny. Is it Zach Efron's in it? Right? Yeah, it's. Yeah, he's the, he's supposed to be the college kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, the fraternity leader. Yeah, he's the frat guy. Him yeah. and that um what's the other kid? Uh uh um he's in a lot of Seth Rogan movies. Uh Joe Franco's little brother's in there. Oh uh Dave Franco or Yeah, Dave Franco. This is Dave, I think he's in yeah. there too cuz he was a yeah, kid. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's in the one. Yeah. Guys, yeah. Oh my god. Some of the fucking shit that happens in that movie. Uh oh, is laughing so hard. Yeah. I feel like any college town within a certain with a consolidated campus right so steven's yeah. point isn't spread out all over it's like no, yeah there's one campus yeah, there's that one. all the facilities yeah. are on like i wouldn't live within six blocks of the campus yeah that's probably sure. a good bet for sure yeah most of the houses are like probably within yeah like two or three two or three blocks honestly like a majority of them mm-hmm. for sure i mean there's some that are farther away but a majority are not that much distance but Speaking of fraternities, we uh we have technically we have fraternities at Stevens Point, but they were banned for a long time. Really, School actually banned them, yeah, because they were throwing. I guess supposedly the stories are that they were throwing so many just 
ragers. Like people coming from other schools and stuff just to come party at Stevens yeah. Point because they didn't care. <laughs> and so then they banned the fraternities, and they just now brought them back. But they're like, they're not fraternities. What like, do you mean? They can't have like, and a single party gets like they get cops called them at all. There's no initiation again. Oh. Yeah, band, like cut off. Like yeah, there's no like there's like initiations, but like they're like lame. Oh. Like one of my buddies, <laughs> lame, lame ass. On yeah, one of my buddies, he was that was in my hall last year. He uh he was in it, and he was like, oh, they told us to like come out to this park like late at night, and he's like, I don't know what's gonna happen. He's like, you know, talking about all the stuff that's gonna happen. He's like. Yeah, it sucked. Like, they just, they just, like, walk around this lake or something, and then that was it. And I was like... What? Yeah, he's like, it was terrible. I was like, that's how... Because he's, he's like, oh, maybe they're going to make us swim across the lake or something. It's cold out, or I don't know. He's like, it sucked. So, it's interesting with that. It's like, I always... I was never part of a fraternity thought process when I was in school, but um, the hazing can be on so many different levels. Mm -hmm. Like, at what point does it not become fun? You know, but it, it the mindset getting into fraternity, because I'd never thought about the way you just said it, yeah. was like, oh, this could be awesome. Like, yeah. we could have to do some crazy-ass shit tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, where so many people, when they see videos of the hazing, they're like, oh, those poor kids. You know, yeah. they made them pour ketchup on themselves and roll around in cornflakes or some shit. Like, I don't know, like, it's pretty extreme. I've heard some pretty extreme stories. Yeah, like, like what? There was this one fraternity that got banned from a school because they made a kid, like, live in a hole for, like, a week. What? What? Yeah. They literally like in the ground. In the ground, yeah. Motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's some de that's some heavy shit right that's, there. That's, yeah, that's, that's psychological cool. warfare. Oh yeah. So like, I mean, I've I don't know anyone personally that's like that. I don't know. I don't really have a lot of friends that are like fraternity guys, but mm -hmm. I've heard stories. You know, I've seen like there was a news article written on it. That's how I heard about it. Is fraternity got banned or something? But okay, but no. well, so yeah, at Steven's point, that one would make sense. Yeah. So at Steven's point, they're banned, and like you just can't have them they can't really do anything like you know like you see them like once a like once a year when they're like oh mm -hmm. join our fraternity and then you talk to them and they're like oh you know we're about you know love and education and it's like <laughs> it's like a club or something like so it's, it's i don't want to join the love club buddy <laughs> yeah so so it's like i mean it's like if i see the appeal to it for sure for like people that you know they want to make friends they don't know a lot of people like yeah. i think that's definitely a reason that a lot of people join them is to like fit in and make friends and stuff for sure. So, but it's definitely not if you're what you think a fraternity would be. At yeah. So point. it's less of what I would call like a brother or sisterhood yeah. and more of like a social club. Yeah it's, yeah. it's a social club and it's, yeah. And it's like nobody that's like, I don't want to like bash on the story, but it's not like the popular people, you know, yeah. it's like, it's if you've been in most of the time, most people that I see join are people that are, They've been in college for a year or two, and they haven't really like, found their spot yet. And mm -hmm. So it's kind of like where they go to maybe find their people or whatever, you know. But it's interesting. definitely interesting. Yeah. Was Stevens Point one on that drunk college town list? I don't think so. I don't think it's big I don't enough. think so, huh? I think like. No, it was like lacrosse. Yeah, lacrosse. Medicine, Madison. Eau Claire's Eau Claire. on there. Um, was it, maybe it was Eau Claire. Eau Claire's on there is for o sure. Is Eau Claire on there? Really? Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, that's. I don't know. Yeah. Whitewater's on there, I think. I, I was gonna say, I think Whitewater, Eau Claire. I, I'd be surprised, but just because I don't know, I'm I know like people that go there and they say it kind of sucks. Really? Yeah, for like a party scene and stuff, but mm. they just but they just sit around is, and binge drink. That's what they, that could yeah. be yeah. it. That could be it. But lacrosse, I definitely know lacrosse for sure. Whitewater. Well, so I to to do the numbers, the biggest drinking towns wouldn't they go like by bars? Like if you were gonna have to do a a, a 
a poll, how would they pull the parties? Or would they, I mean. So, a lot of times, like, I don't I don't think they did it this year, but a lot of times they'll, like, send out surveys that you got to take for the school, like, like how many times you drink a year and stuff like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Are people actually even honest on those things? I think so. I mean, why not? Like, you can't well, I mean, if it's anonymous, it. yeah. Yeah, it's like you're not going to get in trouble. Oh, if for it's it. anonymous, yeah. Yeah, and they'll, like, tell you, like, you're a binge drinker or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's like, for them, it's like, if you drink more than two drinks, more than two days a week, you're a binge drinker. And so then it's wow. like, yeah. So it's like, then everyone's like, well, I'm a binge drinker. Like, yeah, well, everybody in town. Yeah, that's, exactly. So yeah. maybe that's how they get their, their numbers is like, so two drinks twice a week, twice a week. You're, you're a binge drinker. I so if I go up Friday like and that. Saturday, I think it's like, yeah, it was yeah like, I, I think it's drinks. three days a week or yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's something where it's like, it's really easy to be a binge drinker. Like, oh my God. Yeah. In college, that's like, you'd be, I don't know. I don't even know what the term would be beyond that because you're drinking four or five days a week oftentimes and it's way more than two beers. Yeah, I don't know. It might be two or three, or, but I don't know exactly. Huh. But I know that it's super easy. Like when I took it, I was like, well, I, everyone I know is a binge drinker then. It's yep. like, do, you think, do you think that has a negative like repercussion? So we talked about like if you get labeled something in league, oh, yeah. like if you're labeled the bad kid, yeah. at some point you just – Fine, then if you kid. think I'm the bad kid, fuck it. I'll show you what a bad kid does. Right. Do you think that could be the same, like, psychology on drinking? Like, if you are if you have to take a test and they're like, two days a week, two drinks, you're a binge drinker. Fuck, I'll show you what binge drinking is. Could be, yeah. Like, like use it as motivation. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that, like, maybe after college. I think in college, like, the atmosphere is, like, so positive around drinking that it's, like, it's not, like... No one's going to be like, oh, you're a binge drinker. That's so bad. And be like, ha ha, that's like, that's funny. But I think after maybe if like, after you graduate, maybe if you're then labeled like a binge drinker, like an alcoholic, then it's like, well, then it's more, you're more of an outcast society, you know, kind of a deal where it's like not in college, Wisconsin. You're not, I guess you just yeah. like it every, every, like, <laughs> I don't know though. Like even still in Wisconsin, like I think that people drink a lot, but it's like, if it, if you're like labeled as an alcoholic, yeah, yeah. then it's I think like, I think the label of alcoholic still yeah. has a negative. But in college, it's like sure, but who? Like, how many people? So okay, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna say know. so. Like you go to the bar, and everybody's down at the bar, and you see the same people. Like the people that go there, you see the same people there every single time you go there, and they're all sitting there for three, four hours mm -hmm. at night drinking. Like, how many people are gonna say everybody else is an alcoholic? I don't think many. Like, it's gonna be. I think it. In my guess, it's like you, when you're in Wisconsin, it's like once you get some DUIs on your record, mm -hmm. that's when that's when it's like, oh, he's got a problem. Yeah, you know? I guess, yeah, she's like you have the label of a DUI, I guess, or yeah. yeah, whatever. But I think in college, it's, like, people, there's a pretty common saying. People say, like, you're not an alcoholic until you leave college. Like, when you're in college, it's a count. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, like. Free pass. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, it's like, I think that in college, it's a much more, like, friendly, like environment where it's like that label maybe other labels but that label of drinking isn't like a negative thing it's people, almost it's like, expected yeah well people or honestly people think it's cool like like oh this guy drinks a ton like that's awesome yeah like it's like uh mm -hmm. like that one guy i watch on youtube uh steve will do it or the nelk oh. you guys probably don't know who they are but oh. they're like this they're probably they're like kind of the new and upcoming youtube guys and their whole brand is just like partying and drinking mm -hmm. and so it's advertised towards college kids like their things started like where they would literally just go to colleges and just throw parties mm -hmm. as in they started a YouTube, but they're one guy, the most popular guy in his name, Steve will do it. And he just, his whole brand is really not anymore, but his brand used to be that he just drank a lot. 
Like that was his thing. Like he like chugged like a whole bottle of vodka like in one go Oof. or something, or like yeah. drink like see he see if he could drink like twenty five like beers in like five minutes or something like that. Like that was his thing. And so like he's super popular for that. Like that was just like yeah. But how many people actually want to be that guy? I mean, because- oh, a lot. Like his 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 like merch or whatever that he sells is like one of the things he sells is a shirt that says like "Be like Steve." I. <laughs> There has to be some serious liability that comes with oh. that. Well, yeah, and you'll see people like I'll you'll see videos of like people like try to chug like whole bottles or like God. all the time. Like, yeah, I've, I've seen it a few times where guys have done it. And it's like that cannot be good. No, um, so in in the day to day college scene, you guys obviously there's a heavy drinking culture there. How often do you see it in your peer group affecting people's college? Like affecting their uh, um, their ability to like actually do school, their academics, their academics. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I see it affecting it, but I think that if nobody drag, everybody get way better grades for sure. Like people, I I know people are like, it's like they're they're like it's their they like I'm gonna go drink. Like, that's what they're there for. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah, they're there for the experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not like. They're like, oh, it's Thursday. I gotta do my homework. Like, mm-hmm. well, there's definitely plenty of people that are like, it's the weekend. Like, I'm gonna drink. Like, right. Yeah. For sure, but I think that I don't really know a lot of people that are just are just there solely that are just gonna not do their work. Mm-hmm. For sure, like people are still gonna like get their stuff done, but there's definitely like not as much motivation. For sure, yeah, and I'm I would imagine they would build their schedules around a drinking schedule, right? Oh, I'm not gonna sure. have Friday mm-hmm. classes. The earliest yeah. <laughs> class I got is 11 a.m. Oh yeah, for sure. I I'm know. done by three every day. 11 to three. That's my academic window on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was there was one class they have. There's one class in the whole school that goes late Thursday nights. It goes to like nine thirty on Thursday nights, like ten o'clock, and people hate it because it's on Thursday and they have a thing called Thirsty Thursday, and so it's like people hate <laughs> yeah, that buddy. class because like they are like this. Everyone else is already drinking. And I'm just sitting in class. Like this sucks, and so like that's one of the like least favorite classes. So it's people will definitely schedule their schedules around mm-hmm. having those days off for sure. You've lived Ike multiple places yes sir is the label does the label alcoholic change when you go outside wisconsin like when i think of wisconsin like to your point i feel we're like we don't label people alcoholics until either they're in trouble with the law because of it or because they're literally killing themselves because they drink so much like at that point we'll be like yeah you're an alcoholic does that change like as you get outside wisconsin um i think so and like in seattle for sure I lived in Seattle for yeah. a year, and I think definitely, like, for sure, like, here, we there's way more tolerance towards it, where it's like, oh, this guy's, you know, just getting hammered all the time, whatever, but in Seattle, it's like, I think if there's not a lot of people that drink there, it's like, you drink, mm-hmm. like, a there's craft beer, and you'll drink, like, one or two craft beer, but nobody's, like, going out and just getting, like, just, smashed. just smashed all the time, like, at bars and stuff, like, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, I don't know, you've I, lived more places. I didn't live in, you scoop forward just a little oh. bit, there you go, or, yeah. Could barely hear you at the end oh. there. Um, it, uh, um, I haven't lived in Seattle, um, but where I have lived, um, when I lived in Idaho, it's uh, it's a small town, and everybody drank. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. When I lived in Idaho, we started drinking when we were in high school, you know. And some people started drinking in middle school. <laughs> I mean, it's like I remember hearing stories of kids when I was in the seventh grade, and they're like. Oh, they were up at so and so's camper trailer getting wasted, and it's like, what? They're fucking thirteen years <laughs> old. Like they're getting wasted, and, and they're smoking cigarettes and stuff. Jesus. But it was like, uh, 
So I mean, the, the, the where I, where I grew up, there was certainly a, a drinking culture. You know, it was like, you know, how that in Wisconsin, there's field parties. Mm-hmm. We'd have gravel pit parties. So we'd, there's like we'd go up to some random gravel pit out on some Forest Service road, and we'd just drink. You know, and uh, so it was. Um, it was the culture there was definitely a drinking culture. Um, and then college town. I, so I went to school at LC in Idaho. I mean, we had parties, but I don't think it was, it wasn't as much as it was in high school in the small town. So maybe it has more to do with like more rural areas. Yeah, population density. Yeah, because like Alaska has a huge drug and alcohol problem, doesn't it? Because huge. there's nothing it's to massive. fucking do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I think, think once it takes it, yeah. hold, right. you know, it's in it. You're in it. So I think part of that is, I think that's twofold. So um, as technology progresses, um, there's a breakdown in carrying on the traditions of the past. So the things that, that people would do, um, when they, when like the people weren't bored, they would get together as families, they'd have rituals, they would hang out and they would cook and they would do, um, they would do all these different things to, to, to buy the time. But now if you can just sit down and drink, people just sit down and drink, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, there's a, there's a, I think there's, it's a twofold. When alcohol came in, it became a serious issue because it was an addiction and then there's uh, and technology came in on top of it. That's an addiction as well. And then it's an erosion of traditional values, like the stuff that they used to do when they were like when the grandparents were kids, is is way different. You know, it's like when when I was a kid, like my family drank a lot, but but we'd always get together and play softball, or we'd go and hang out, and we did. There was a lot more community, a lot more family time together where like big groups of people would come together and just spend time together and do specific things. Yeah. Um, but I think the rural aspect of it certainly plays a high, you yeah. know, high value into, into the culture of, of alcoholism. Right. You know? Right. And I, I read some articles like from Wisconsin or like the reports, right? Like so-and-so got arrested for their eighth, ninth, 10th, oh yeah. 11th. I always hear that. Yeah. OWI, DUI. Like I've, so I don't have experience with drinking and driving, thankfully, knock on wood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there's got to be a better system of accountability and um, uh, like rehabilitation or redirection for people who constantly get in these problems because like, if you're getting pulled over for your eighth OWI, mm-hmm. what the hell? Why do we keep letting you do it? Well, I, and know, I'm not saying you need to go to jail because it's just a, hopefully it's just a bad. I, I don't know though. I mean, maybe that's what it takes because I, I think a lot of times you'll see 8th WI, 8th OWI and driving without a license or driving on a rev because they'll take away a license because they've got so many points on their license or yep. whatever. So I, I know there's a level of like, you, you lose your license, but if there's, a, if it's such a, a steeped culture you know, where everybody drinks. I mean, like, again, go back to rural. I mean, how many people in rural Wisconsin get the, the first couple OWIs? It's like, yeah, you hear about someone's got an OWI. It's like, yeah, okay. You well, know. that's the thing with underage drinking is like, I know some people that were that are like, they're cops, they're going to school to be a cop. And they're like, when they go to the academy, they're like, everybody, you know, has got at least one underage drinking ticket. Like, it's just a thing. So they, like, they don't care because they're like, it's like, so common like everyone's got one mm-hmm. and so it's like like i wouldn't say a majority but i know like a good good amount of my friends have underage drinking tickets 
Yeah, I think the first yeah the first couple it's like it's kind of I don't know if it's I hate to say it like this it's almost like a rite of passage. Oh yeah, they'll put them up on their walls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there's a the younger culture there's a celebration of it. Well, that's on your wall. I was gonna say I think it's a lot like. I think Kyle was right. It definitely, like in smaller towns, it's that you're bored. Like, there's nothing to do. It's like, go. What are you gonna do? Go to the Walmart, drive around, and then when it's like, once you get access to alcohol, it's like, mm, I'll just drink alcohol. And so then, I, but I think that also, like in bigger cities, maybe it's it's a lot more with like being cool. It's like because it's like because that's like like I was saying, like on YouTube and stuff, it's such like a culture thing where it's like, oh, like these guys are, like drinking, like going mm-hmm. to parties and stuff. Like that's the cool thing to do. And so I think, and especially social media, you can post it everywhere and so people can see. And so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this guy's, you know, he's always partying. Like, that's so cool. Hmm. So I think that's a huge, a bigger aspect too is like people think it's like, you know, like if you put it out on your social media, that's they're like, oh, this guy's the party guy. Like, they're the cool guy. Let's hang out with him. So what's the deterrent though? I mean, as you get yeah. older, you get out of college. You feel like shit. <laughs> that's the deterrent. I don't want to keep drinking because I feel like ass. Not you. I just mean like for the DUIs and the and and like you said, someone gets their eighth DUI. Yeah, but it. I don't, I don't know what the deterrent is. Yeah, because it's like you can't if you take someone's license away. Like you without a license in life, you're pretty screwed. Like it's pretty hard to like in today's society to live without a without a license, mm-hmm. especially in a small town. Like if you're in a bigger town, obviously, but yeah, like here, like it's like you can't drive. Like it's especially in the winter. Like. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. tough shape, but, and it's not like there's taxi. Like I mean, there is, but like not really. Like our taxis. I feel like unfortunately, such a large amount of people who get their license suspended or taken away don't fucking care. Yeah, they still drive. Well, that doesn't affect. Th- them. I think that's if you get I, to that point, you don't. You didn't care anyway. So yeah, yeah, and so, so there's no accountability there. If you go, so yeah, if you go to the, if you go to the bar after your eight the OWI and you drive there and you sit down next to the guys that saw you the night before after you got your OWI, you know, like. Hey, Fred, what's up? Can I buy you a beer? You know, it's it's a part of the culture. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I wonder if there would be a way to, like, if they, I mean, I know that, like, every bar is technically supposed to ID people, but I wonder if they, like, really got on, like, I, if they ID'd everyone, you know? And then, like, if you get an OWI or something, like, they put a mark on your thing, like, on your license or something, so mm-hmm. when they scan it, they can see, and then it's like, all right, well, you can't drink, like... So, like so that. if there was a, a system in place at the bars where they would they would scan people or, or screen people for OWIs, if they so if the if the state Im, imposed a, a you can't buy alcohol, yeah, if you have if you have so many OWIs or something, then then you wouldn't be able to buy it. But well, that like, would just kind of create some weird underground well, thing. I, well, so I think like there's already li- there's technically I think already liability for a bar. To overserve and that is let, true. let mm-hmm. that person drive, yeah. right? Yeah, there's a liability to well, letting them drive. I don't think so, but the overserving for sure. Like, you, I don't think it's a, a the bar's responsibility. They they do have to have availability of bar buddies, but but I don't think they can just physically take people's keys away. But there is a point where they have to. They're supposed to draw a line once yeah. they see visually. Like I'm sure there's there's a class you have to take to be a bartender, right? And they teach you the the signs of like overserving, right? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I don't know. I think like, I mean, obviously, I don't know the effects that would have, but I think that if then if the only way they can get alcohol is by somebody else buying it for them, then it's like the only place they're going to drink is at someone's house, and then it's a lot less. I feel like a lot of drunk. Driving is driving from bars because you drive to the bar and then you're drunk and you're like, well, how am I going to get home? Got to drive home. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I, I think don't know, but I think people go out with their buddies and their buddies that just buy them drinks and the bar. Well, so I wonder like, if like 
whatever. If you like, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I think that well, that's what might happen. But when it you might talk be about a idea. small town like us, like you go downtown to the bar and there's eight people in there. Yeah. Well, here's the sad truth: six of those people are keeping that business open. Oh yeah. And yeah. they're there every night keeping mm-hmm. it open. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's a huge part of our culture, which is for so long our culture has been like how alcohol is such a pervasive part of our culture. It's huge. You know, it's like everywhere you look, it's advertising, go have a drink every, uh, you know, every look at vacations. Like if you want to go here on vacation, here on vacation, here on vacation, it's always someone sitting in a restaurant, drinking a glass of wine or having mm-hmm. a whiskey or on the golf course, drinking a beer or, or whatever. It's like, it's a lubricant for people Oh yeah, to go out and spend oh, money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a huge thing. And so that industry is so huge and so powerful. You know, you're fighting, like, you want to talk about fighting the, the, the powers yeah. of be. I mean, that is like, that's a system right there. Like, the Tavern League in Wisconsin has got so much power. Yeah. I remember when the smoking ban was coming through, it was like, that was the, they fought tooth and nail to stop people from, from canceling the smoking in bars because they thought it was going to wreck the bars. Mm-hmm. Little did they know yeah. it just made them better. So, to put uh, to put in per- to perspective, the culture of drinking Wisconsin. A friend of mine was having a bachelor party, so we went up to Canada to Lake of the Woods on a fishing a week long fishing trip. All Wisconsin guys, right? And Lake of the Woods, huge, huge collection of lakes, big waters. You can't, you know, fish on bad weather days because you're going to sink your fucking boat. Yeah. So it was a bad weather day. So 10 a.m. when it opened, we roll into this local, you know, this town is tiny. Yeah. Where we're staying. We roll into this local bar by fucking 2 p.m. They had purchased and drank every bottle of Crown Royal that that bar had access to. What? There's eight of us. 2 p.m. Four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. They. I. I couldn't keep up. I'll be honest. I can't keep up. But I was still hanging out with them, right? It's a bachelor party. You're going to hang yeah. with them. They were such frequenters of that one bar in that one town. I, th- th- we knew the bartender by name. They mm-hmm. knew us by name. Yeah. There was a lot of hours where we're the only people in that bar. And I have no doubt we made their year in a week. Yeah. Well, I, I bet you there's stories all over. Yeah. When so a bunch of Wisconsin boys showed up to go drinking. Know. I have you. I don't have a Wisconsin story, but have you heard about when the U.S. military went to Ireland? No. So they were, the U.S. military, for some reason, I think it was Ireland or Scotland or some country like that, and they went to I think it was Dublin or something, and they it was like five thousand like like na- I don't know national Marines guard or yeah or something, whatever. and they drank all the beer in the entire city when they were there. There was no beer left. Really, they drank it all. Yeah, and it was like. Like people, like other, you'll see like it's a debate, like other countries be like, oh, we drink more than Americans. Like, no, you don't. And like, that's a big example people use. It's like, they literally showed up and they drank all your beer. It's like, there's like in Wisconsin, like that's not, you're not going to run out of beer. Yeah. Hey Bill, what's the, what's the number? What's the, what's the money number on alcohol consumption in the United States? How big is, how much money is, is made on alcohol in the United States in a, in a year? Yeah. And it's like even in other countries, I guarantee a huge portion of alcohol says there are just tourists that go to other countries and drink. Like, like if you go to like Ireland or something, it's like go to the bars because like that's the cool thing to do. Or you're in Mexico, like when you're on vacation, you drink. That's what you do when you're on vacation. 
It's like I wonder how much even other countries depend on America's alcoholism for <laughs> their tourism income. Oh, huge. Yeah. You think about yeah. the... Okay, so here it is. Alcohol plays an enormous role in our economy. Da, 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 da. Um, it's it's responsible for sustaining more than 4 million jobs and generating almost $70 billion in tax revenue a year. And just tax revenue. just tax, tax revenue. revenue. So you look at like just, just the taxation on alcohol. So you look at Canada, their alcohol taxes are really fucking high because they don't want to encourage people yeah. to... to they want to make it, if you're going to drink a lot, you're going to pay a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, here, our taxes are low and we're making $70 billion a year in taxes. If that doesn't show you, like, how pervasive the alcohol culture is in this country, nothing will. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. That is, like, that's a that's a, the GDP of, like, fucking 20 <laughs> countries. It's just the taxes we make on alcohol. Yeah. It's incredible. You know, and it's like... you. So have you ever traveled like road trip and then you end up like in a dry county? You ever done that? No. So I was I was going through. Uh, we were on a road trip down south somewhere, and, and we ended up we we stopped like in an afternoon, and uh, um, we were gonna you know have something to eat and maybe have a beer, and we went in and or and like we're looking on the menu. It's like well, where's where's the beer? And they said, oh, this is a dry county. We have been since like nineteen whatever. And it's like oh. Where's the closest beer? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, you could go down the road like 20 minutes. It's like, all right, well, see ya. we're going to go. <laughs> and, it, and, and it's just like, I wanted a beer. And, yeah. and I was willing to drive an extra 20 minutes, probably out of my way at the time, to have a beer with my, with my lunch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's like, which, to your point on vacation, that's kind of what you do. Yeah. You know, it's like, so um, when we like... One of the things that's fun to do when I go to an airport, go to the airport bar, have one drink at an airport bar. And it's like 20 fucking dollars for yeah. a drink at the airport bar. But I'm on vacation, damn it. It doesn't matter if it's 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to have a drink at the <laughs> airport bar because that's what we do. Yeah. You know? I mean, you want to talk darties. There's been times where I've gone camping and with my bowl at 8 a.m. of Fruit Loops I'm eating, <laughs> I'm drinking a Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. Yep, like those exactly, two things yeah. don't mix well, <laughs> but I mean that's just yeah. that's what people do. Yeah, and here, Wisconsin especially, like how many trails are there for like ATVs or snowmobiles that are just drinking trails? It's a stop. You know, oh, you know yeah. the trail and you're stopping. We're gonna stop at all these bars in the way. So, that's so one of the many. things about snowmobiling that in Wisconsin that when I. When I lived in Idaho and I moved here, I had snowmobiles before we moved out here. We talked about that. Um, and I sold them, and I was so pumped when we got out here to get some new snowmobiles so we could go snowmobiling again. And what I realized here was they do 80 well, – and this is not everywhere. I've got snowmobiling up north where the speed isn't quite as a big a factor, but you're doing 80 miles an hour. I, I've been passed going down the highway by snowmobiles, and yeah. it's like, and, but they're just going from bar to bar to bar. And after three or four bars, that's a there's a death machine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like so much. It's it's yeah, it's a it's a definitely it's a thing. Yeah, I've done that once, long time ago, and it was it turned into the scariest moments of one of my one of the scariest moments of my life when you're driving down a frozen lake. You've been drinking. And it's snowing, and then all you can see, because you're going 
90 to 100. I got that thing floored. And all you see is a light, and then it's gone. And it's five feet to your left because you guys are just crossing. Ugh. It's like one mistake, and you guys collide at 100 miles an hour each. Yeah. See you fucking later. Every year. Every year you hear about people dying on snowmobiles. Yeah. 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 I, I One, one uh, you turn around and you pull your handlebars a little bit wrong. Yeah. You know, you're going to roll at that speed, you're done. Yep. I don't care how much protective gear you're wearing, it's probably not much. You know, you got a helmet on at least, but the rest of your body's fucked. Yeah, this it's it's yeah. God, this this went fucking dark, man. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> nicely done. I wanted to have this nice thing. Where we talk about fun stuff with this young, cool guy, and all of a sudden we just went dark. No, it's I mean it's important it's, though. Yeah, it's something. It's an important conversation. Like yeah, talk no. about the dark side of you know drinking, especially yeah, being here and how like how much it is in our culture. Like that shit happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I wonder what it's like in other countries where there's not as much drinking. The drinking culture is different. Like uh, how, how they how they look at us. You know, when 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 we show up and we drink a city out of beer, like what do they what do they say? So stupid drunk Americans. See, I would think that, but like there's this. So back when I had TikTok, mm-hmm. um, there was this guy that I followed. There was a bartender, and he would talk about different drinks and like different stories he had as a bartender and stuff. And like a lot of times people would comment like from other countries, like, Oh, we can, we drink more than America. So I think that they think that like they have the similar mindset to us that they like, that the way they drink is like the similar to the way gotcha. we think we drink. Mm-hmm. Cause it would, it would always be a conversation, you know, and they'd be like, Oh, you know, not really America definitely drinks more, but it's like, I think that they have a similar mindset with how their society is that it's similar to ours. Like, hmm. I think so. Yeah, so, Russians super proud of their. Is it vodka in Russia? Vodka, yeah, yeah. vodka, yeah, yeah. The vodka in Russia, it's a it's a big deal there. They, we were talking about drinking vodka before we started this a little bit. It, like, there's that one drink you have that you can't drink anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So mine was tequila. Okay, I did a tequila story, and it oh. was like, it was. Uh, I think I I just graduated high school. And it was one of those parties that was way up. I in thought the it was the, the, the one hundred and one. No, 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 uh, uh-uh. oh. no. That was just Bad that was night. pretty. No, that that was actually it was it. It was a pretty fucking awesome night, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Like the night, there's like when I look back at that night, the one hundred and one night. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> so the one hundred and one night. So we're in college, and we used to make this. Uh, we used to make this drink to everybody's listening to this right now. Like, uh, uh, I know it's like, it sounds like we're, like we're trying to expose all the angles of the drinking culture, but you know, part of it is like, you know, when you're young and you make stupid mistakes or you have fun, it's just a different story, but I'm not trying to say that everybody should go out and get smashed all the time. I guess that's all I'm trying to say here. Mom, if you're listening, <laughs> um, we, we, it was a college. Um, we, uh, uh, we would take Bacardi 101 and mix it with Mountain Dew. Mm. And and you couldn't taste the 101. Or no, it wasn't 101. It was 151. Yeah, Bacardi 151. 151 proof Bacardi. The white Bacardi. Yeah, because that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, you can't buy it anymore. It's like Everclear. Um, and we would mix it with Mountain Dew and Crystal Light in the big two-liter bottles. And you couldn't taste the 151, but it's... You know, you'd only need one of those. Yeah. You're pretty pretty well off. So everybody had their own two liter bottle. Mm. 
And so we were we were up at this big lake, and it was like at that at the shoulder season where up in the hills there was still snow, but down in the valley there wasn't. And um, we we're out four wheeling and getting all fucking stupid. And uh, my buddy Adrian, peace man, he does not with us anymore. He uh, he had this little two wheel drive Toyota truck, and he thought it was a, a monster truck, so he'd take it everywhere and smash it up. And he dove off the road down onto the beach. And there was snow down there, and he buried it. Well, then I went right behind him because I thought, well, if he could do it, I could do it. And it was like sounded like such a good idea at the time. <laughs> so I buried mine right behind his. And then another buddy of ours was like, fuck, and he had a little Suzuki sidekick. He's like, I can do it. So he dove off, and so we were three trucks buried in the snow on this beach. And it was just like we just laughed. We had It was like, okay, we're stuck. So... um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up expose you or anything. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I just I just don't know how many names I want to say. So two of the people that were with us, um, we're in college and they had a huge paralegal test the next morning. You know who I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um huge paralegal test the next morning, like for a big part of their grade. And and it was like we worked all night long to try to try to get these vehicles unstuck and we couldn't do it. So finally what we did is we all decided to focus on my buddy's little two-wheel drive at the beginning of the th- of the of the snow because he was the first one in. We'll get his out and we'll get them back to to town so they can take their test. So we worked on that till like four or five in the morning. We got them out. They drove all the way back to town, and we just sat. <laughs> we were sitting in our in our truck, freezing our asses off because we didn't because we we're almost out of gas and we're like use the heater for a while and shut it down. Use the heater for a while and shut it down. They showed up to pull us out with a fucking garden hose. <laughs> they brought a garden hose and a grocery bag full of canned food with, with no can opener because they thought, oh, we thought you were going to be hungry. And it's like, yeah, but we can't open the food. So we had all this canned food and a garden hose. And they pulled us out, and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning now. They got us out, and, and, and it's like they aced the test, which is beyond me. I couldn't believe it. They aced the test. Like that. Yeah, it's it's unreal. Um, but yeah, it was one of those. I mean, it was a great night. And yeah. and even though we got stuck and we stayed and we froze our ass off at this lake for hours at a time, I'll never forget that night. You know, but we didn't. Nobody got hurt. We didn't get in trouble. Well, that's what it. made it a good night, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's such a it's such a fine line, right? Because I know some horror stories with related to alcohol yeah and and maybe that's part of the reason i'm not a huge drinker but then you also have stories where like some of the best nights of people's lives were primarily because of alcohol right and so it's it's such a weird balance game of how do you be smart like yeah it's a great night when no one gets hurt no one gets arrested no one gets arrested arrested. yeah nothing you know negative really comes of it but then there's nights when there's a car accident and you killed somebody right and not to go dark on you again, but like that's a fucked up balance. That's a it that's is. a dangerous game. Well, in line, but that's the um, you know, there's the videos that they used to put out the drunk driving videos where they would like show the bodies and shit try try to scare people, especially high school kids. And I remember in high school when we'd see those videos, we laughed at them, you know, because it was like, oh, it's just not going to happen, you know. But then you hear about it happening, mm-hmm. and it. It tempers everybody for a little bit, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's just like anything else yeah, after well, a while. I think the thing is, like, 
like a lot of people, like if nothing bad happens, you you get that image. It's going to be fine. Nothing bad's going to happen. It's like, it's like, so like, yeah, it's similar to like when they do the texting and driving thing in school, they bring, they bring in the simulator, like the testing and drive, like texting and driving simulator and they have you sit on it and they're like, go on your phone and try to do all this stuff. And it's like, oh, you fail every time you always get a rack or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like people just go on their phone and they, nothing bad happens all the time. Like everybody goes on their phone and they drive. And so it's like, so you just assume that it's fine. Like nothing bad's going to happen because it hasn't yet. So I think it's something similar to that where it's like, if you're having drinking experiences, nothing bad has happened yet. Then you're like, well, it's okay. Like I was yeah, doing you're it. Invincible, yeah. No exactly. right. Yeah. So it's almost like with, with anything that's really bad, you have to have something hit pretty fucking close to yeah. home yeah. before it makes an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when, when, uh, when you have a family member who dies of alcoholism, mm-hmm. that makes an impact or, or someone dies in a DUI wreck or, or someone kills somebody else for, you know, that's, those are the things that are going to set people back. But if you, like you Don't said, have an experience like that, you, yeah, especially when you're young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. there's so often when you're going to go many years without ever having, even you hear about it, but you don't really see it. You know, it's like, that's not going to happen to me. And you're invincible when you're young too. Yeah. That's you know? the thing. Yeah. It's, you're invincible. So it's like, yeah. whatever. So I was saying, you said, you said, unless somebody gets arrested when I was in school, or, I when guess, someone yeah. got arrested, it was like, people would think it was kind of awesome. Really? They're, yeah, it's like if someone so-and-so got arrested, it was just like, oh, he got busted by the cops, you know, and then they would. So the there was a trick. It, like when I was in school, the guys that would get a DUI or they'd get a minor in minor consumption, there was like the lawyer they called that would get everybody off. Mm. It was oh. expensive as hell, but he would get everybody off on some weird fucking technicality. Hmm. And so it was like, it got to a point where the kids, a lot of kids didn't even fucking care. They would go out and drink and they would get a DUI or a minor and they'd be like, you're not going to get me on this. And it was just this, so our town was like 1200 people and the cop's name, I believe his name was Fred. That poor fucker. I would not want to be in his shoes. Cause like he, his job was so fucking hard. He would, he would drive around on the weekend nights and he would flip all the CB stations because we had CB radios. So that's oh. how we would tell everybody where the party was mm-hmm. going to be mm-hmm. is that we'd pick a station. Everybody would talk about it in school. We'd pick a station. This is this is the communication station tonight. And then someone would find out if, he, if Fred found our station and we'd switch it up. But so we would all meet at a parking lot, switch the station, and then we'd all say, okay, this is where we're going to go. And then Fred would drive by and see us all at the parking lot. So we'd scatter, you know, and then we'd. And then we'd reconvene someplace else. And his job was just to follow these high school kids around trying to bust their parties. Like, it was a huge thing every weekend. And I remember this one guy. His name was Paul. This was in high school? This was in high school, yeah. (laughs) This is proud times. I don't know anyone that got parties busted in high school. But that's the thing is this guy had, like, a vendetta. So... It's a small town. Yeah, you right. Got, it's his new personal mission. It really is. Like, there's everything else to do anyway. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like there's it's like there's not a lot of traffic stops going on a Saturday night in a town when there's like Main Street three blocks long. Yeah. So he would he would like him and I don't even know if he had a another guy working with him or not. It was just him. I think it was just him. But so yeah, he would always try to find out where we were partying, and uh, uh, so one night. We're at this gravel pit, and and he shows up, and like everybody just scatters into the woods. All of our cars are still sitting there in the gravel pit, but everybody's in the woods, and he's like, "Come on out!" We're like, "Fuck you!" You know, everybody's all you know. So what he did was he handed out minors for people who were just really abusive to him. You Mm -hmm. know, 
this kid, Paul, he gets a minor, right? But he's got a really good lawyer. And he and he and he he works really hard in the summer, so he's got a pretty good bank account too. So he goes, hires this lawyer, he gets him off on like some I don't know if it was a Miranda rights thing or something. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I'm sure it's like something that the cop didn't say or he didn't say the right thing or didn't tell him or something. It was exactly that. It was always something like that. And unfortunately, his name was Ted, not Fred. His name was Ted. Unfortunately, Ted wasn't the greatest cop. Cop. So that kind of made it a little bit worse. Sure. So after he, so Ted has to go to court and testify against this kid. Da 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 da. The kid gets off on a technicality. The next night, we're going to the gas station, and Ted's at the gas station. So Paul, as a lark, falls out of the passenger seat, stands back up. He's like, oh, man, going to get some burritos, man. And he acts super wasted, and he comes up, and he hangs on Ted's shoulder. Oh. And, he's, and he's, like, he's like, hey, Ted, you better bust me, man, because I'm pretty drunk. That's right. You're a fucking idiot. I'll get out of it anyway. And Ted, there was nothing he could do. God. It was like, it was a small town drinking mm-hmm. culture that was just like, we're, we're smarter than the cops. Uh, that's, see, that's dangerous. That's so, that's. <laughs> that, was the, that was the culture, though, where I grew up anyway. It was like, you know, the cops just didn't, they couldn't figure it out. They, we were smarter than them or we were this or we were that. See, uh, cops around here, I won't drop names either, but they know what's going on. Sometimes they have it out and they're going to, um, you know, issue tickets. And sometimes it's like just. I need you to go home and be safe. Yeah. So uh, I won't tell names, but he was drinking, same situation, but they all bolted to a cornfield, but they left all the cars there. Yeah. So his mom got a call. Hey, so-and-so is here. His truck's right here. He's in a cornfield. Can you just come with someone else, get his truck and take him home? He goes, I will leave. We won't pursue this any further yeah. but i need you to come get him <laughs> and yeah. so it's like okay call this guy we're on our way so and so's leaving we're gonna drive you home <laughs> that's got to be the hardest fucking job being a cop and you're and you're trying to you're trying to figure out like how to you don't want anybody to get hurt yep you know you don't want anybody to to drive drunk and and have to call an emt in you know and and you don't want to go to somebody's house and knock on the fucking door at 3 o'clock in the morning and tell some kid's mom that their kid got in an accident and they're not with us anymore. But you also, how do you not be like Ted and turn into the guy that everybody hates is not going to trust? It's, it's such a fine yeah, line. Yeah. So, to, so like those were always the cool cops that would show up and say, all right, guys, let's keep it down. I'm not going to give any tickets right now. I'm going to give you a warning. Like, See, do they – go ahead. So I think I was gonna say that I think that a lot of cops that are younger nowadays are are more cool cops where they're like, hey, like, I just keep it down. Like, we're not gonna give you a ticket. And I don't know if that's just coming in a college town and that's my experience, but there's definitely some cops in the college town. Like, there's one guy that everybody hates because he always gives everyone tickets and stuff. And there's two other guys that are younger guys. Mm-hmm. The one guy's an older guy. There's a younger guy. There's some younger guys, and they're really cool. They always like they'll talk to you. They'll drive by. You know, say hi, what's up, and stuff. And so it's like everyone likes those guys. They hate the other guy, and so. I don't know if it's a better strategy because we definitely would like respect that those younger guys more if they're like, hey, can you guys like, keep it? yeah, sure, like no problem. With other guys, like, hey, like you guys keep it, screw you, man. Like you gave us a ticket last week, like, right? Yeah. Well, but on, on some level, maybe they've got to have that. You got to like, have both. You got to have both. You got to have that hardcore dude 
So everybody knows, like, if you see him, you better fucking bolt it down well, now. There, yeah, there still has to be the fear because technically, you know. It's illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> yeah, right. So there still has to be the fear of repercussions. And then it's just a balance and it's a mentality of policing and that just differs. And I think you do need to have both of like, I'm not going to stop you from doing it, but I need to make sure that you're doing this safely. Right. And yeah. then you have the flip side of that of, aha, this is illegal. Fucking got you guys. Yeah. You guys are all. Here's your, here's your lesson this time. Yeah. Well, and, and there's got to be some sort of lesson involved to a degree. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like the nice cop who understands it, like if, He's not if they have a night, now. yeah, if, if they have a night and they're just going to like, just go home and be safe, like they're not deterring you from doing it again. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's almost encouraging that. That That's like, do you, is there two sides of the coin in the same cop? I mean, as a police officer, maybe there's a point where it's like, okay, so here's the deal guys tonight, this one time I'm going to be cool with you guys, Yeah, you know, get your shit straight. Nobody's driving, tone it down. I don't want to, I don't want to get any more calls. If I, you know, next weekend, it could be a little bit different. So, so yeah, that's a similar experience I've had, at least with the cooler cops is they'll, is they'll show up and they'll be like, Hey, like, listen, we got some complaints. Guys need to shut it down. They have to come back again. Some plates, you mean like car complaints? Like oh, complaints. I thought you said plates. No complaints. So it's like, hey, like, we have to come back again. You know, like, better not be any underage people in your house. There better not, like, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. so like, yeah. It's like, all right, like, shut it down. Like, I'm not going to do anything right now. But if I have to come back, kind of a deal. That's yeah. mm -hmm. kind of the experience we've had. Because you know they know. It's like yeah. they it's they know there's underage people in the house. Yeah. So they'll say like, like the last experience we had was like they were like, hey, like. You know, he's like, you guys ID everyone at the door, right? And he's like, I the only I was like, I don't know, like I didn't do that, like I don't know. He's like, all right, well, he's like, if I have to come back again, he's like, there's a bunch of underage people in the house. I'm finding you for every one of them. Oh, so I'd have been like, oh fuck yeah. yeah. Slender, he's like, we we ID everybody <laughs> yeah, well, that likes like, in the door here. Then he's like, then <laughs> he's like, all right, sounds good. And then get him back in the house. He's like, if you're not 21, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, got everyone out. So I was yeah. like, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> But I had an experience the other day, or not the other day, but like a few weekends ago where it was the first time I've been at a party where like they didn't answer the door and the cops knocked. Mm -hmm. It was like they, the cops just pounded on the door, walked, and I, so I've never experienced that. I didn't know what happened, like if they could like come in or. They can't come in if the door's closed. Yeah, so I didn't, so I've never experienced that before. And so they like, they knocked on the door, pounded on it, flashlights through the windows, everything, and nobody owns the, answered the door and they just left. Yeah, they, that's, um that was, I mean, that's an old trick. So I guess there's a technicality though, like. If there's someone like outside that's too intoxicated or something like yeah, that, if have, oh, I'm if sure they find probable cause or they something. Can, sure they, they can, can use in. that because they can say like they have to bring them inside and make sure they're okay or something. Right. Yeah, like, see if they cause, live there. Yeah. yeah. So it's like there's a few tricks I can use, I guess, but I've never, yeah, I've never been there when they've just most of the time people just open somebody opens the door. Well, see, that was the thing when I was a kid. Everybody just said, "Don't ever fucking open the door." That's whatever what I thought, you do. Yeah. Don't ever open mm -hmm. the door. You know, and then if somebody does. Yeah, then it's then it's on. Yeah, you know it's like uh, yeah that that one cop I was talking about. He got us one time. There was this big party and and somebody opened the door, and they came in. There's like four or five of them, but I just remember like seeing people running out the back door, crawling out windows, running across the oh, backyard, yeah. and they they still had I don't know. There's probably twenty of us. So it's three block downtown, right? Cops yeah. are being cute. So this the house we were in was probably about six blocks from downtown. And it's it's like 1 a.m. on a Saturday night. Nobody's doing anything. Like, this town is like a fucking ghost yeah. town. We had to walk the center line 
from their house all the way down to the police station. Really? Single file, all of us kids Jesus. behind the cop car. So this is <laughs> this is a funny shit. So we're all sitting there, right? And this is, I don't know if, what it is for, if this was ever a thing when you were a kid or when you were a kid, but we were always told if you suck on a penny, it messes up the breathalyzer. Really? Yeah. So it's like something about the copper in the penny. that It was like some old stupid tale. But every... So you got 20 kids standing behind the police station. We got a penny, man. You got a penny. <laughs> so we're all, we're all sucking on pennies. And it's like, he's like, I got a nickel. He's like, this got to do, man. Give me the nickel. So people are Give sucking on. Nickel. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like all these kids are like trying to do everything we could to like not, you know, and they didn't even give us a breathalyzer. They, it was a lesson night. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was like, it was a really cool night where we got all got busted. We were scared out of our minds. We had to call our folks everybody had to go home he walked a single file for six blocks down the middle of main street and i'm sure there's a couple bars and there's like people looking out and laughing their oh, asses sure, off yeah. at all these stupid kids that got caught at a party and we're all standing outside pissing our pants thinking we're because you know we, we were scared yeah you know yeah. it's like and and then he i mean that was a that was a good lesson night you know yeah, so see, so in point, they don't give underage tickets at parties or anything like that. Like if they bust parties, just everyone get out the house. They don't. They won't ID anyone or anything like that. Really? Yeah. The only place people get underage is if they're at the bars. So they'll raid the bars a lot. So they'll come to the bar and ID everybody in the bar. And it's like if you're not, you're not 21, then you. But doesn't that fall back on the bar then? Uh, Serve, I, serving a minor. The, I don't. I think it's the actual bartender. Yeah. So most of the time, what ends the up happening server. is the okay. bouncer. They. They just fire the bouncer. The oh, bouncer. it's the bouncer. It, yeah. it's, they designate someone. If they don't have a bouncer, then it's whoever's serving. Yeah. And if they have a bouncer who's checking IDs, yeah. yeah. But isn't there also a thing with underage now? Like if if you own the house and your kid throws a, an underage party, you as the yeah. house owner are yeah, responsible. I've heard yeah, about you're that, responsible. Yeah. 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 It was like, yeah, we didn't, ha we didn't have a lot of that. I mean, most of that's a, like, we did not want to be in town. You know, when we were, when I was younger anyway, but when I was underage. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. And the it, difference was like, difference between house parties and field parties. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you, you always want, and, but the thing is though, you don't want to get in town because you're going to get busted, but then everybody's out in the field getting drunk and then they're driving home. Right. Yeah. You know, there's exactly. always that like, you know, and people got in accidents, you know, but it was like, everybody was like, oh, they got a new dent in their car. You know, it was like, oh, whatever. It's not a big deal. It's kind of funny or whatever. You see here was mm -hmm. so-and-so did. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, then you hear about the story, somebody yep. drove, because in, in Idaho, it's all up. <laughs> it's a, it, it, I mean, we lived in, in uh, north central Idaho, mountains everywhere, and the parties were always up in the mountains. Mm. You know, it's like, so you're driving down a mountain road in the middle of the night, and it's like the lane isn't, it's, it's a one and a half, maybe two car lane coming down the hill, and it's gravel, and it's like, there's a, a 500,000 foot drop on one side, it's like dangerous as fuck we didn't care you know being invincible i guess yeah. being young well, and dumb again you yeah. haven't had that experience yet yeah. yeah i won't name names again either but guy and his buddy drinking driving his truck he rolls his truck buddy gets hurt and luckily he knows people and where they kind of crashed so guy comes out of his house you know they move his truck for him put it in a barn so the cops don't find it because he's going to get it both an underage and an owi or whatever yeah and someone's got to take his friend to the hospital. Well, the other guy gets out of there, and it's that's changing. Yeah. You could have killed your friend yeah. easily. 
yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not naming names, but I know some people that have gotten multiple accidents when they're drinking, and they just keep doing it. Like, I know a few guys that are just like mul- ruined multiple cars from drinking and driving, and they just and they the problem is they haven't ever got caught or anything. You right, know? they've just got an accident or whatever, and then they left, and then the cops can't like they can say it was like slick out or something, or it was yeah. dark, or it was yeah. a deer or something. And so then it's like can't really prove it, and so then can't get in trouble. And yeah, so how many keep doing it? I've so like I know a few guys. It's like there's like their excuse was like it was wet raining or something, sure. or there's a deer or something. How like would they tell their folks when they? I'm curious. Like, or a lot of times they wouldn't. No, they just go to their buddy's house or whatever. You know. Yeah, that's what I told. I wouldn't tell my parents. No, that. I mean like if like if their folks come and say, "What happened to your car?" Oh, a lot of times you just totally just buy a new car. Oh well, oh, well I didn't have that that's kind of budget. Well, <laughs> I, uh, or like, hell yeah. no, you wouldn't tell your parents. That's why. Yeah, I, I don't know. You just, I, I wouldn't either. But it's the same excuse. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I tried to. <laughs> here it comes i was like i had my little honda civic right and i decided i wanted to try and drift it around a corner oh geez and it was it was winter time but it wasn't snowy or icy and i drifted it but then i fucking curbed it and i ended up shifting the entire undercarriage of the car oh shit <laughs> and it was like i don't know two and a half grand let's just say well, i'm not gonna tell my dad i tried to drift my fucking car you weren't drinking at this time no i was okay. not uh, I was just young and I got a car and I went. Oh, yeah, it's fun. So, no, man, it was, I hit ice and I just slid. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, I wonder how many insurance claims are wrecked cars because I swerved to miss a deer. Oh, sure. So, like, man. how that, that excuse, especially oh my God, in the Midwest, yeah. just has mm-hmm. to be so prevalent. Well, that, that, and like, how many, how many people wake up in the morning in these college towns, especially busy ones, and someone sideswiped their car? Mm. You know? And it's like, nobody knows, you, like, you're not going to know who did it. Yeah. You know, someone else is going to have a, whatever, you know, it's like, I bet that so many claims for that reason where someone gets dinged in the parking lot or something and it's just like, you know, shit happens. You're never going to know. You just got to deal with it. So when I was a kid, thinking about like, when you do stupid stuff in your car when you're a kid and how do you like, I thought I was pretty smart. So I would go four-wheeling in my dad's truck, but I always washed it, right? You know, it's like I always clean it up because, you know, he doesn't know. It's like, like my dad didn't fucking know on Sunday morning when his <laughs> truck is sparkling clean. Yeah, like, right. You just washed my, my truck out of the goodness of your heart. Uh, <laughs> and then one day I was, uh, I don't know, it was like, I was, it was Sunday and I don't know what we were doing. Like maybe we were doing two-a-days for football or something, but we went out mudding on Saturday night. And uh, <laughs> there was still fucking corn stalks and shit hanging <laughs> off like the undercarriage but i didn't i didn't i wasn't smart enough to look down there oh, and so he's and he comes out so he's like jesus christ at least clean the undercarriage off so i don't have to get him to yell at you. he's like be smarter than that my dad was always pretty cool like that he was always he just told me not to be an idiot yeah you know just be smarter if you're gonna if you're gonna do something stupid don't just don't get caught yeah you know do it smart yeah just be smart about it yeah you know and so it's like one of our things, we always went four-wheeling. Yeah. Always. That was, like, such a huge thing. And out, out in Idaho, you can go four-wheeling anywhere. Like four-wheeling with a truck. Yeah, with a pickup not truck. Not, like, with an ATV. Yeah, not with an ATV. I don't know anybody when they were in high school had ATVs, but we always, everybody had pickup trucks. Yeah. Everybody. And, you know, you, you buy a cheap set of mud tires, and you just go and trash your truck. I, get, I, had, a, I had an old Toyota. We four-wheeled so much that I had to turn the hubs in and out with a hammer. Mm. That's how bad it got. God. It was like, but it was so much fun. That was like the, that was the best thing in the world to do. Of course, we didn't have this, like, 
We didn't have the same shit we have today. Yeah. You know, the same distractions and, and all that. Did you ever, did your dad ever give you the get out of jail free card as in, I won't ask questions, just be smart and call me and I'll come get you? I don't think so. No? I don't know if he ever said, like, I won't ask questions or anything, but he, like, he, he always told me, like, he's like, if you need a ride, like, I'll come get you, yeah. but. Yeah, I, I, I it was one of those, I mean, I don't know. I felt like it was implied. Yeah. It was yeah. like. I was like, I already knew like, I could call him like if I was ever in a pinch. Yeah, if, yeah. if, you're, but, if you're stuck, don't fucking drive. Right. You yeah. know, just like. I got, I'm pretty lucky because my best friends here in Baraboo, they, uh, they they own a carnival. And so they have a bunch of carnival workers. They're just, they're from North Freedom. And so they have a bunch of carnival workers. So just call a carnival worker to come pick us up. <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they have like this big red like one of those big red vans you know that fit like 16 people in yeah. them and so they, they have that for the carnival so just have them come pick yeah, us up you your that. own bar buddies there. Yeah, yeah it is yeah it is so it's like we that's, got pretty lucky with that yeah that's awesome you know i, I think like anymore and, and maybe it's changing maybe there's a level of like maybe your generation is being a little bit smarter about it i don't know sounds like maybe not um, yeah i mean one of my yeah i'm not gonna name names but one of my buddies just got a dui so yeah it's the the bar buddies system is great because that's that it's not new new but it's it's newer you know mm-hmm. like when i moved to wisconsin bar buddies wasn't a thing i don't remember it being a thing anyway and so like they're trying different ways to get people home safe you know but it's not i don't know who funds bar buddies do you know how that works i think it's based on tips isn't it well I, that's how they that's the drivers oh, driver i think yeah. it's like a basically a non-profit essentially yeah. So how hard would it be to for the Tavern League, and I don't know, maybe they do this already, to to basically buy a, a twelve passenger van and 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 hire someone that's a driver that drives on the weekends every weekend they got every town, you know, has got like i I can't imagine it would be that costly. You no, know, and it, I not being on the scene, I would imagine they have some some sort of ride cost share thing going on for people well but it's the small towns though and that's the ones that like the more rural towns like you got yeah. i think that's where you're gonna you i don't know if i should say this where you need it most because if it's a more populated town then there's probably a higher I chance so. you're gonna get in an accident because like in a more populated town it's more like commonplace like take an uber or like a taxi or something where it's like in more a small options. town it's you like a lot of options, yeah. yeah or in a small town it's like Get a well, DD, yeah. or you got to go drive fifteen miles. Yeah, and it's like, north. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like, and then that's the thing. It's like so far away that, it's like, if you buy like a taxi, or if you manage to find and get a taxi or an Uber, it's, it's like it's gonna be expensive. Yeah, to wherever really you gotta expensive. go. Yeah. So that would be, and and we see it here in Baraboo, but I don't know how. Like, does North Freedom have a bar, buddies? I don't think so. Yeah. So, it, but it's like when you think about North Freedom. Yeah. How many people like? It's a small town. Other than the people that live way out in the country, you're really not that far from home. No, not you know, at all, yeah. Unfortunately, the thought process isn't. Oh, I'm only three blocks away. I can walk. It's, it's like I'm only three blocks away. I can, I can yeah, drive. Yeah, exactly, it's like it's yeah. not that far. I can make it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the mentality. It's like, oh, that's not that far away. I'm all, home's just just like three. I can you, make it. Yeah, yeah, I can make that. Then you have the really small towns. My wife grew up in leland you've been oh, to leland yeah it's like three bars a church and four houses yeah exactly that's exact. it's two <laughs> yeah. bars a trap club one church and eight houses yeah but everyone who who goes to those two bars lives 
you know, miles away on their farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and there's some curvy roads with a lot of deer. Yeah. That's <laughs> yep. I, maybe that's why the big ATV UTV thing has become such a, a prevalent society. Cause like, if you think about Florida, everybody that goes out and drinks, they just drive golf carts around. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. so I, you know, if you're driving a UTV, which I don't know how big of a difference it really should make. I mean, I, th- I, mean, I don't UTV know. You still the, go sixty. The new ones the, are well, bad. The yeah. new ones, yeah. I yeah. was thinking like the old ones, like a oh, Gator, yeah, like, like yeah. a you know, mule, like, yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something like that. Where or like a even a four wheeler, yeah. But everybody four wheelers go fast. Too. They yeah. go fast, yeah, yeah. But even like the new ones, like like oh, the, the Can Am and stuff. One, and it's that thing's fast. Yeah. Double turbo. It's like yeah, it's yeah. Fast. Well, and even the utility ones. I mean, they're rocking so many CCs because farmers need that power to do yeah. their stuff well, but yeah why not naturally like, they go then 70 yeah. miles an hour no problem yeah that's yeah that's the i maybe that was like the thought around that was that yeah you know it's um, just save on gas save on gas and and you can and there what are the regulations on those like it, i mean granted it, i do think that like the newer ones might i don't know how safe compared to a car but like they got roll cages and stuff it's like mm-hmm. if you're wearing your seatbelt and you flip one of those you might be safer than being in a car, honestly. No, which you but you lose the uh you lose the airbags. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's no true. yeah, so if you hit something, right. For sure, as opposed yeah. to rolling it. But I think if you roll it, you might be yeah, if you hit something, it's Yeah, but I think airbag design now, like even if you roll it, are designed There's some to on the like, roof. Yeah, for newer cars, I yeah. know they have them like, you know, up here and stuff. Yeah, so. it's it's like they put you in a like it's like a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. That, just that's what they're going for. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how safe cars are now. Who just shared something? It was like a it was like a it was a picture of an old ad. Where it was like a baby swing that went in the oh, back yeah, of your the, fucking car, in, like it used the sun to like, yeah. yeah oh I, yeah, I yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah, we used the, to drive around like this. Yeah, no yeah. seatbelts, nothing. Like I used to stand up in the front seat. Yeah, yeah. Like, I used to sleep on the floor of a van. Yeah, like when we'd road trip. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, people still do that, I think. But yeah, it was a it was a baby laying in, in the back window. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, I saw it and I, I, I reposted it. I don't know if I was the one that posted. Oh, maybe then that's where I saw it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, those old, those old cars with the big bench seats. Mm-hmm. Kids are just stand up on the seat, put their hands on the dash, and like you're doing sixty miles an hour. You didn't drive as fast yeah. back then, maybe. You know, they, they didn't have the seventy-five, eighty-five safe. mile an hour interstates. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean. You're a little baby stand or three yeah. year old sit standing on the seat. If you if you're doing thirty, that's that's bad it. news. Right, yeah, that's, that's bad news. You know, they didn't have this, the glass they have now, where it's not gonna cut you. And all that oh my god, stuff. those old cars though. What's it like? They were they're solid. They, yeah, they don't break they don't, they don't like smash. cars. Right. You know, they design them now with the panels where they crumple so yep. much more to, to yeah, absorb the impact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the whole front engine compartment is supposed to collapse collapse in but still keep your legs intact essentially yeah it's the the technology and safety in cars is just fucking incredible yeah so um hey what if we take a break quick yeah and let's talk cars once awesome i was yeah i was gonna bring up the car thing yeah Yeah, let's bring up cars one okay your head showed me a picture um we don't really have a setup at all right now so one of my roommates he uh is he's like a pretty big music guy. Yeah. So he like plays keyboard and trumpet and stuff. And his dad's same way, like plays guitar and stuff. So we just sent it home with him and he's going to set it up for us. Wow. I mean, we, oh. could, we spent an entire day trying to figure it out. And just we plug cords in, dude. That's Fair what enough. we did. We were, we thought we like four or five times like, this got to be it. Like this output <laughs> input, this makes, oh my, this makes so much sense. And then nothing. Oh, that's too bad. 
All you smart college kids, you couldn't. What, you, what, what part are you guys in? struggling with? Like, it just not. It's just, not I don't know. We don't know where anything. Yeah. We can't hear anything. You got to sit a little bit closer. Well, are, we, are, are we recording? No, we're not back. Right? It's fine. Oh, okay. Um, Why not? Because you didn't say we're it. We're going to talk about cars. Let's talk cars. Okay. Yeah, talk cars. I, we're back. And we're back. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you got to have that part. It was missing last episode, and I knew it. Did you? I did. Oh, okay. Oh, I felt it. I, it just, it brings, I don't know, Does it it bring closure you, to it, the break. It brings you, it brings you <laughs> I joy. know our listeners don't hear the closure. No. Because well, there's that's, no break, but I get the closure. Yeah. Personally. Okay, well, then we'll just. So we're back. Kyle's a fucking princess, <laughs> and it's got to be his way. Gotta have his rituals. That's okay. Yeah. So we have closure from our from our piss break. <laughs> now we're back, and we're not going to talk about anything fucking cool that we were talking about before. No, we're talking about cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a cool car fact I just want to share before we get really into cars is, so we talked about the UFC fight. You know, said so there's UFC fight. Do you watch UFC, Kyle? Not I really. don't. Not okay. really, no. So there's, there's just one guy, and just a cool fact, that's fighting tonight, actually, and his punch, they did the math, his punch is so powerful it's equivalent to 96 horsepower. Jeez. So it's equivalent of getting hit by a Ford Escort going as fast as it can. His heart is punched. That's how hard it is. Francis Ngannou. Yeah. That guy's a fucking monster. Yeah, he's like he he's like 6'4", like 265 shredded. He yeah. like his his last four fights have averaged 2 minutes. Jeez. I was I was listening to a podcast yesterday or maybe I was I was watching something about pre-fight thing yesterday and they said that um, what what'd you say is last what say that's that again? It's, it's, no, it's, I think it's like yeah, two minutes is last like two fights. The four fights, his last four fights have averaged two minutes. Or yeah, like, like that. The, no, yeah, it was like he, his total time in the ring. I thought it was five fights, maybe it's four fights. They said it, but his total time in the ring was less than three minutes in all of the fights. Yeah, combined, combined. Jeez, so, so he's just one punching people. He's oh, a yeah. he's a fucking destroyer he's a destroyer of souls this guy is yeah so this is me being totally uneducated in boxing they have weight classes is it the same thing in mma or is it just like they have weight classes but not as many okay so yeah boxing is kind of like everyone doesn't really like boxing because they have like every there's a weight class for every like 2.5 pounds right like some guy people like like trying to cut weight to make weight or whatever yeah and boxing it's not really like people don't cut weight because some guy will be like champion of like six or seven like divisions at once. Okay. Because there's so many. Whereas in the UFC, it's like there's only, I don't know, like six or something like that. Yeah. I don't know how many there is. There's not near as many yeah. as boxing. There's a, I think there's an argument on both sides of it that I have heard people talk about on podcasts um, is that there's the, um, when guys have to cut weight so far, it mm. really like depletes. Their bodies, so when they get back into the ring, it's like it's like guys will cut 15, 20 pounds to get it to a certain weight, and then when they fight, they're 15, 20 pounds heavier. It's like a whole different person. So the weigh-in so, happens like the day way before. The day before. Okay. Like, so it, like it, the night before. It's so fucking hard on their bodies to do it. So it's like, would it be a better fight if these guys weren't so, their bodies weren't so taxed mm-hmm. by, by cutting weight and doing all this crazy fucking shit? And then going back and then super hydrating and eating as much as they possibly can before the next the next night when they fight. Why don't people just fight in their normal weight? Like because <laughs> so like some people are, have been doing that recently. But the biggest thing is like if you can successfully cut the weight and then get it back, it's so much more of an advantage to weigh twenty pounds more than your opponent. 
Yeah, it's like cheating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like so it's like if your your opponent's gonna do it, you gotta do it too. Kind of a right. thing where it's like Oh, so it's like if I if this guy does you know it, you're, you don't. know who your facing is going to do it so essentially it's an even thing regardless, right yeah but you have to do it yeah. yeah so it's like I think it started back in wrestling because wrestlers cut weight big yeah. time when I was in high school cutting weight was like I would I wrestled heavyweight so it didn't really matter to me yeah that's what Francis is he's yeah he's heavyweight, so he's a heavyweight but there weights. isn't there a super heavyweight Mm-mm. no he's just okay it's light heavyweight heavyweight okay so it's light heavyweight heavyweight light heavyweight's like what two fifteen or something yeah two twenty five yeah. I think it's like two oh five two oh five is light heavyweight yeah because I think okay. that's what yeah but anyway so we have to get too into UFC but I no no it's cars, but I want to talk about cars too that's interesting to me so well we can but we what the, the, I thought it was an we, interesting we, you, you listen to this <laughs> podcast right dude we do whatever the hell we want <laughs> we fucking talk about everything we'll get the cars all right all right just um, make sure but yeah so it's it's like in wrestling They've been people cut weight all the time, and, and like so many of like that when MMA started, there was a lot of grapplers all, and all stuff, and, and yeah. it was all like wrestlers, and so it, I think it was just commonplace, and so it's it's transcended the two sports mm-hmm. and brought them like to they do the same shit. Yeah. But if the if you had maybe even like so if if you say you said light heavyweights two hundred five, I think so, and yeah. then I and mean, then heavyweights sure, but. is like what two forty five or something. I think so. And up. Yeah. So it's like. That's a forty pound weight difference, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so if there was a two twenty five and then and then like a super heavyweight, yeah, it's like how many more? I wonder how many more exciting fights you would have. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, so it's I don't I don't watch a lot of UFC, right. but I hear I I listen to a lot about podcasts and I think it's fun to watch. But it's, it's like so if you're in the the heaviest range and like you're right at that cusp, you could be facing someone who's three fifty. Technically, I think so, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think your abilities would be like you'd be so right. Yeah, compared comparatively, but I don't know. I've but seen some videos of fights where there's guys, yeah, in China guys, they do that. A yeah, lot, they're like it's like oh, this huge guy fighting mm-hmm. this. Yeah. yeah, but it's like a lot of times a big guy doesn't win. No, because True. it's because like, MMA you can do like anything, right? Yeah, yeah, it's boxing, yeah. kickboxing, submission yeah. holds. Yeah, there's oh, yeah, just there are yeah. rules, but it's like it's yeah, there are other sports where you can really fucking do oh, anything, like bare knuckle and stuff. Yeah. But it's like when you see those really big, heavy, heavy guys fight, if they got a guy that's 60 pounds less than them, the big guy is probably going to gas out faster, mm, you yeah. know, than the, than the small guy. And the small guy is going to be that much faster. It's just not getting hit by well, the that's, fucking that's guy the that's yeah, like so a there's, truck. There's one, there's a guy named Derek Lewis that's a UFC fighter. And oh my God, he's, he's in the same weight division as Nagano, but he's like Nagano's this guy just completely like eight pack shredded. Derek Lewis is, you know, bigger guy. And his his fights, most of his fights, he'll lose all the rounds. But he'll just win by knocking the guy out. So he's just got the He's got insane power. But yeah. The- so he just, like, will, like, last. And he'll lose every round. He'll lose in the fight terribly. And then he'll just get one punch and knock mm. the guy out and then win. He's had, yeah, he's he's had, had more knockouts than anybody. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the record for amount of amount of knockouts in, in the MMA, I think. Yeah, so it's like he's he doesn't have really that much skill. But what'd you do? I got shit in my cup. You're not Ooh. supposed to shit in the cup. That's like some weird YouTube video or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's on YouTube, man. Yeah, I don't think it's on YouTube, but maybe you're on a different part of YouTube than we yeah, are. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into some weird fucking shit. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm making this up. Did you ever delve and actually watch that? So... Um, when it first came out, everybody was talking about it, and and I was with a friend, and, and we started watching. I couldn't, yeah, dude, I couldn't watch it. It's disgusting. It. it was like it's like got like fifteen twenty seconds. It's like no, nope, I Fuck just this. can't do it. No, nope. mount. 
No, this some fucked up That's shit really out there, up, man. Dude. There's some fucked up shit out there, and and I don't know. I don't well, get that, it. That yeah, that one inspired like some even worse stuff. I don't even what? want to know. Yeah, that. I don't know if you want to know, but it's fired some worse stuff. God, what what inspires people to do that? Fame, like so. There's this. There was this thing around the same time called like the Pain Olympics that was on like the like dark parts of the web. I don't know if it was considered the dark part of the web, like dark web yet, mm-hmm. but it's like people would like whoever won, whoever did the most painful thing would win like a hundred thousand dollars. What? So people would like chop off their fingers and oh stuff. My Mother God. fuck. Seriously? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, there, there was worse stuff. I'm sure you can imagine, but like, I don't really want to talk about it, but yeah, there was like, I mean, I never watched the videos, but like I just like read about it on Reddit and stuff. And it's like, it got like bad. Yeah. Bad. You hear like, you hear some stories about some of the fucked up shit on the dark web. Uh-huh. Like, I'm scared to yeah. even try and get to it. I, I don't want to. I, I wonder if, like, once you watch one, you get like, like you kind of get, well, you get numb to it, and, like, you gotta, you just kind of get, you want to see. But, like, watching people, like, stuff like that happen. So I remember, like, seeing videos, like, when Joe Namath broke his leg. Or there was that basketball player that broke his mm-hmm. his, oh, yeah. his like mm-hmm. his uh, his shin. That was a big video. Everyone was like, "Oh, uh, like, like everyone watched it." Though. Right, I know, and I and I watched it, but it's like my my whole body would convulse when I would see something like that happen. It was just like, or Alec, uh, Alex Smith when he broke his leg. Mm-hmm. It's like you see that, and their their toes point in the wrong way. Yeah, you know. But it's like I still looked it up. Mm-hmm. I still watched it. You know, there's there's oh, there's something about pain. Seeing someone else go through pain willingly it's just like and have you seen the one where the guy gets bit by the most like painful bites oh, oh brave yeah, wilderness yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah it's yeah, like that's like, like a low level wasps and stuff like that yeah, yeah. He, he like that's a low level version of that you know it's like watching someone get bit by well, yeah, a, it's a like murder the, hornet or something yeah, yeah it's like, like the challenge like youtube eater guys like there's this, this for a while was a thing where like they would try to eat like the most gross stuff like mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. Like bull testicles or like that's like the fear most factor spicy stuff. Or yeah. like, you know, like this thing is like like a thousand warheads or you know, yeah. stuff like that. Where it's like this I guy's obviously and obviously in pain. Like, but he's still interesting to watch. Like he had like yeah, this one not, guy ate like a it's cactus. Pain that's not like gory. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. Is that they're not losing the body part. We don't yeah. know what it's yeah. doing to their insides. Right. Well, it's I know like, for the warheads, like people, I saw people do that, and the, like their tongue would start to bleed. From the warheads, like they they literally just be bleeding out of their mouth from the warheads from like Jesus the city. Have you seen? So I will say I've been watching these ones with try people trying to eat the smelliest fish in the world. You seen those ones? I've seen the smelliest fruit like that. Can't forget what it's called, but there's some fruit that just it's supposed supposedly smells like it's like rotting flesh or something. Okay, Ugh. I've seen that one. People, I've seen people eat that, but I haven't seen the smelliest fish. The I this fucking so the funniest ones that I watch are like. Guys that are like from, they're like foreigners, they're like Bulgarians or some shit, because some fucking dudes are hardcore anyway. Mm-hmm. And they're all sitting around, they're drinking and laughing, and and like uh, the it's it's like this fermented fish. I don't know if it's fermented shark. Stephanie with the Iceland, she said there was oh, really fucking smelly fermented sharks. Yeah, okay. It's, is it's it in that? a can. Is, is, is it? Oh, I don't know if it was the dried fish or not. No, this wasn't dried. It's in a can. Oh, it's okay. like it's like uh, it's covered in this fucking snot looking shit. So it's so bad. That they would, uh, they would get the can, and you can smell it through the can. Mm. And so they'd all be sitting around the table, and the, you'd, you'd hit the can opener, just you know, just piercing the can. People would start to gag. I've, oh yeah, I've seen one guy eat that. Yeah, it's like and all the ones I've seen. I've never seen anybody eat it. 
Really? Like they couldn't get, like the, it would clear the fucking table and then you see people throwing up all over themselves, not even oh, getting to geez. the fish yet. And it's, but somebody somewhere must eat it, obviously. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Thing. But mm. what do you, what kind of senses you got to have? Like they got to be like dead to eat yeah, something like I that. Know. I think it could just be like a thing where it's like if you're raised around it, like it's like those like things where the people in Asia eat the like duck eggs, you know, where the ducks are. Oh, like, the yeah. Babies that, are, uh, like, what's that called? Bill. Yeah. Look what it up. the fuck? Is, God. He sucks at his job. <laughs> it's like I've, you know, I've seen some people who aren't very good at their jobs, but, but yeah. So, but yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, I do. Before, where like it's like the chick still. Goul- in it's egg. like gulat or something like that. Or yeah, but, I don't know. yeah, but it's gross. So gross. Fucking gross. Yeah, but to them it's not because it's what they grew up eating, and so it's like, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I still think it's still a little gross. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, there's like, people that eat monkey brains. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like yeah. to them, it's like that's normal. And to us, like, oh, that's so gross. But when we, when <laughs> we went to Stephanie, I went to Peru, and um, one of the delicacies in Peru is a guinea pig. Oh, really? They're fucking pets here, and Stephanie had guinea pigs as a pet, and 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 so uh, we went to Peru and went to this restaurant, and they got guinea pigs mm. and they're like out on this big table and they're all surrounded with lettuce and fucking fruit and shit and it's like this big delicacy and she's like i don't think i can do it it's <laughs> like I'm, I'm eating you know fred or whatever that mm-hmm. you know so that's one thing about pets like we have so many different kinds of pets here yeah we do like go to other countries it's just fucking food mm-hmm. you know yeah there's a there was an article i had to read for my, one of my environmental ethics classes that i'm taking right now and it was this guy's talking about how like animal rights kind of a thing where it's like we it's so weird how we draw the line between like there's like pets, there's domesticated animals and there's wild animals. And it's like how there's really no difference except what, how we feel about when we look at them. Yep. But it's like but we value their lives like so much more like pets, like pets always get euthanized, like they die so much more painlessly. And it's mm-hmm. like domesticated animals a little less painlessly and then it's like hey, wild animals nobody gives a shit like but it's like what's really a difference like if, if it's like i guess it's a moral problem but it's like well it's yeah it's it's i think it's um like with pets it's like you said it's all the emotion around it yeah. it's the feeling yep. you know and so i and also that i think there's an intelligence too like with like with dogs you, like i can see when a dog feels something and I can see that the dog is smarter. It's like, but it, it's like, I don't know. What? Well, but you. But I think you, how much of it is just placebo of us wanting it to be that, and it's not. Like how much of it is just an animal, and we're like, oh, it's so cute. Like it misses. It's like the dog just wants. It's hungry. It gives you give it food. Like mm, I, don't I don't know. know. I, I'm a I'm a big. Per, I like I I love dogs, and dogs are amazing. But I'm a big fan of like I think a lot of like the emotion we think we see in animals is more like us just wanting it to be more of like a placebo almost like well so i guess the experiment would be then to take a dog and say a, a fucking cow and a deer and raise them all from babies and and treat them like you would treat your pet dog and see if 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 that same kind of feeling comes from that you know because it's all about the connection right yeah for sure so it's like if you're like i know like our dogs prim um she knows when somebody's sick, like if yeah, one, if somebody yeah. in our house is sick, she'll go and snuggle up on them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like she she's she can feel that. 
you know? And so yeah. there's like, I'm not even going to get into fucking cats because I don't, I, I don't understand inside. fucking cats. They're, they're dead, dead inside. inside. <laughs> yeah. I just do not get fucking cats, Yo. but <laughs> the dogs I get because it's like, you know, there's that, there's that, <laughs> it's a bad joke. It's like, if, like if you if you want to figure out who loves you more between your girlfriend and your dog, you put them in the trunk of a car and drive around the block, yeah. and you open the <laughs> yeah. trunk. Uh-huh, yeah. See who still loves you. It's like there's something about a dog that's like it's unconditional love. Oh you know? yeah, for sure. So it's like is what a, is a cow able to do that? You know, but yeah, who, know. who has that experience? You know, I say that. Yeah, yeah I've Call like, up a farmer. How many farmers I, but, bring the so cow into the living room? So I think well, it's true. perspective. It's like. <laughs> In our like society, like a dog is like lives in your house and a cow's meat, so it's like that's how you treat a cow is because you're gonna eat it. Like you're not gonna eat your dog, right? But but there's actually but, cultures that do eat dogs. Yeah, yeah. But so then I'm saying that culture, like to them, they don't. Maybe they don't think of the dogs the same. They're like, oh, this dog like loves me. It feels so much emotion. I'm like I'm gonna eat it. Like, well, but does that culture have pet dogs? I don't know. That's or what I'm pet saying. cows. So so that, I'm just saying is just because in our society it's a pet that we. Th- that we feel that way just because it's a it's labeled as a pet. I I hear what you're saying. I I, I guess and I don't. I mean I don't know, but I just, yeah. My my feeling is that with dogs, dogs are different, and, and only like at some point in time in evolution, maybe maybe evolution is not the fucking right word I'm talking for here. Over time, when dogs became domesticated and pets, there was a reason they picked a dog as opposed to a deer or a cow or a horse <laughs> or or one of those things a different animal that um maybe it's because they're they're not really big and they're easy to you know mm-hmm. be inside or whatever but i got to believe that there's a reason that dogs have been the chosen animal for a domesticated pet over over a you know some people have pigs i heard pigs are super smart yeah. um but it's like it, it, there's a reason for a dog it's like what is that over a cow? Because it's so fluffy. I think that it's... Not all them fuckers. It's probably... I think it's... I think... I don't know this, but I would think that it has to do something with, like, that... I mean, obviously, like Kyle said, like, some people eat dogs. Yeah. But, like, I think mm-hmm. in a majority of the world, like, dogs weren't... They're predators. You, a lot of people didn't eat predators. Like, you eat the herbivores that the predators hunt. And so it's, mm. like, maybe the dogs were the ones that were, like, they were smart. They they weren't They weren't killing you, but they were still, like, trying to get your food. The pre- the I think that's a story. Of, yeah, so I think that's a story of like how dogs became to be. Is like they would go where people lived and eat their leftovers. So maybe there is some more intelligence than other animals. But I, I think. <clears throat> I think dogs happen. are very intelligent, yeah. and I think they have a connection. Obviously, like there's therapy dogs. That's true. Yeah. That's um, a good point. Yeah, there's dogs that can get trained for when someone with like diabetes. It has low mm-hmm. blood sugar. I've heard of that. Yeah, they yeah. can like they can, can kind of sense, sense it, and they can let them. Or they can sense when people yep. are going to have yep. seizures. That's true. Um, but I think in general, if if other animals were given the time, affection, as dogs, I think there's an intelligence there too. We just I yeah, so I agree. So yeah, to I your agree, point, yeah. to your point, yeah, I think we treat them differently, and that's maybe the the factor. That, that I, is probably the factor. Because yeah, I think exactly. there's intelligence there. Like you look at a monkey. Yeah, monkeys are fucking smart. Yeah, people, you know. Yeah, but. Domesticated monkeys, like you so, hear way more stories about domesticated monkeys, like attacking people and, true, and shit, and than you shit do with on lamps, like and, you had, yeah, mentioned. like my yeah. grandmother's <laughs> monkeys. She, it, yeah, so there's a level of like wildness that can't be bred out of specific so maybe, wildness, so maybe but that I don't be. think that 
takes away intelligence. Right, but I mean, it does. It takes away the ability to be domesticated. Right. Yeah. Where dogs are more able to be domesticated. It also, sure. could be sure. The, sure, sure. to the effect that like we've domesticated dogs for so long that we've picked the ones that are more intelligent, the ones that are show oh, yeah. more of those There's things. There's been selective so, breeding. Yeah, for sure. exactly. For sure, selective yeah. breeding. And so like we haven't done that with a lot of other animals. Like, But could you? I mean, so I'm saying, so I'm why, saying we don't why know. Why not? So like, but it's been like to do an, an experiment could. like that would take thousands of years because dogs have been around for so mm-hmm. long. So it's like maybe. Isn't that how you have miniature horses? Yeah, but but why? It, how many people have miniature horses living in their house? You know, it's like. I don't know if they live in your house, but if you own a horse i know a lot of people well, i don't know a lot of people i take that back. <laughs> you don't I, know anybody kyle We're i know two people who own a horse um but i live across from a horse yeah yeah there's a horse stable yeah. or whatever like people love those horses dude oh yeah man and those horses oh, are sure. smart yep and you yep. just watch them and they're like i wouldn't want to fucking kill it that's for oh, sure no no uh-uh no there's there's a line from uh, that show Yellowstone I was telling you about. It's one of my favorite lines. And this guy, is, uh, his name's Rip. He's kind of a fucking badass on the show. And uh, there's this horse that's like sick on the ground, and it, something happened to it. Got hit by a car or something. And he walks up to this horse and he says, "He says I'll fucking kill a hundred men before I kill another horse." He's like, "That's just like the worst fucking thing in the world mm-hmm. to have to put put down a horse." So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're like, it's one of those things. Horses are like, I think they know that. They're they're like they have a place in the family. I think they're smart enough to understand that. that See, so that's weird for me because so an interesting fact about horses is like a majority of horses like today are like ninety nine percent from like two horses in England that were like like most of their genetics are like so similar. So like inbreeding is like a huge problem with horses because all their genetics are like from the same like mm. two horses, I guess. And so it's like it's like a super big thing where it's like inbreeding is happening in horses nowadays because they're all like such similar genetics. So the, it's like an inev- it's an inev- inevitability that they're going to inbreed because the genetics yeah. are so, like so e- similar, even if they yeah. grew up even if their horse is born on the other side of the continent, yeah, right. they're still from they the all, same genetics. Yeah, interesting. So it's so like how does that in their forty second cousin? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I guess they found it out because of like race horses. <laughs> Once you get past the second cousin, it don't matter, bro. It's legal after the second cousin, right? Isn't that the rule? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So forty second, forty two. That's forty two times removed, man. Look, if I have to go on ancestry.com to know we're related, I if we're it's it's all it's fair game. (laughs) Yeah, until you like show up at the same wedding or something, you're like, oh hey. (laughs) I've heard stories about that, you know, where people are like, they're talking to some girl and then. Like five years later, at some like cousin's wedding or something, they show up and they see her there, and they're like, "Why are you here? Oh, it's you know, it's my sister or something." Like, what? <laughs> well, okay, what? <laughs> Wait. Okay, so to be fair, it's like you think about like young kids. It's like, you know, there's like when you're 14, 15 years old, and you're raging hormones. It's like yeah. your cousin can be hot. Yeah, like you can have a hot cousin, and it's the only thing that's stopping you from thinking your cousin's more than hot. Is the fact that they're your cousin, yeah. you know, because biology dictates that yeah, part of true. it, you know, and so it's like I remember when I was a kid, I had a hot cousin. It's just like Jesus. It's like I don't even want to be around you because you're too hot. It's like I don't want it to be all weird. <laughs> I've never experienced that, so 
yeah, I had, a, I had a hot cousin when I was a kid, and it's like you watch movies, and it's just like uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like it's like because like I, I like I was this chubby kid, and like girls never hung out with me when I was a kid, especially hot girls. And it was just like there's this girl that's like happens to be your cousin, but they're hot. See, that's why you a, gotta have sisters, man, because your sister has friends. I had sisters. As, Did your sister have friends? She had friends, but weren't I, her friends hot? Probably didn't hang out with you. Didn't though. hang out with her friends. Oh. Yeah, like I had a cool sister, I guess. In that sense, she hated me. I'm sure, but oh, yeah. at the same time, she she let me into her friend group. Oh, see, so you had a cool sister. Yes. Well, I think it depends on who's older. Like, oh yeah. So like, I'm the oldest. So then my sister thinks all oh, my friends are. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like if you have the older sister, sister older? then yeah, the yeah. one I'm talking about. I have a younger mm-hmm. sister as well. Yeah, so yeah. I think that affects it a lot too. Like, it's like yeah. So then it's like I'm like. Um, my sister's Christian's what four years younger than yeah me? yeah. So it's like I don't She's think 17. her friends are hot, but like she thinks mm-hmm. my friends are hot. Sure, so it's like right. It's a, it's that thing. Yeah, it's that That's thing. Fine. Yeah, let's. We diverged, and I know you <laughs> yeah. want to talk cars. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. If, let's I talk cars. You you're talk interested in cars. cars. You just want to yeah. boast about your cool car. I'm guessing. Do you still have yeah. your cool car? Yeah, I do. I do. I do have my cool car. I was actually thinking of getting it out this week. Cause it's so nice out and stuff. And there was actually a car meet last night. A pretty big one in the Dells. Really. Well, yeah. no one knows what kind of car you have, so why, oh, don't you, uh, why don't you talk us through it? Yeah, I guess I assume that everyone's listening knows. But So I have a 2005. Well, just you, to be fair, you're right. You're probably like, yeah. absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so I have a 2005 uh, Mustang GT. It's all black. It's a manual uh, 4.6 liter V8. It's a pretty nice car. Um, so it's yeah, a, that's my, it's a really nice car. So his cool car, car is one of those things where, and I... It's it's weird about there's certain cars that kind of transcend all of like the new car shine, you know. It's like you got the uh, um, all these brand new supercars and stuff, and when his car goes by, people still turn their head. Yeah, and it's a, and it's from 2005, so it's an older car, but it's just there's just something about it, the way it sounds, the way it looks, like everything about it is. It looks really nice. It's definitely my. Compared to, like, the only advantage I think of, like, the newer Mustangs is they're a lot faster. Like, my engine's not that. I mean, it's it's loud. It sounds really fast, but it's not, like, super fast or anything. But it, the body style is definitely my favorite body style yeah. of, like, the Mustangs. Uh, sure. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's 2005 for sure. No, yeah. No, no a lot of people don't. Unless you know Mustangs, like, you, right. you wouldn't know. Like, the thing with speed, though, like, we're in fucking Wisconsin. So, unless you're yeah. going to track it. Well, that's Like, your yeah. zero to 60 speed, sure. Yeah. But other than that, like... Oh, my car goes 180 miles an hour. Okay, because you're going to drive 70 down the interstate. Right. Fucking so does my Ford Fusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. It's like, it doesn't, nowadays, it doesn't really matter how fast your car is unless you're racing it. Because it's like, well, unless it sounds you, cool, you want to cool. talk about it. Well, yeah, but it's yeah, like, unless you want to talk about it. Yeah, but it's like people more care about what it sounds like and looks like than how fast it's because you're not going to be racing anybody. And it's like, but isn't it a thing like um, down in, uh, in the Delts during automotion, they, br- they bring out a dyno? Yeah, see, so they have you know, a dyno, yeah, for sure. And they're like, oh, that guy's car is fast. But there's so many people there that a majority of people aren't going to do it. No, so, I'm, I know, but it's like to have the guy, be the guy that's got the top mark on oh, the dyno. Oh, sure. I'm like, like there's, that's a fast car. Like, that's yeah. awesome. But it's like, but also like what you don't really have a need yeah, for a car that like fast. Like you said, how often yeah. do you yeah. actually yeah. go fast in the so car? So a yeah. dyno is like they put the, the drive wheels, so the rear wheels in this yeah. case, and they're just rollers, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And does it measure speed or horsepower? Uh, speed, I mean, it'll measure speed, but mostly horsepower. Okay. So it just measures horsepower. So yeah, they'll just, they'll get it up to, I mean, as fast as it can go most of the time, but. And it, like, are you physically like, or 
whoever's in it like actually hitting the gas pedal or yeah. do those rollers oh, oh no no you're, you're you, driving you, you, yeah, you okay. drive the rollers and the rollers yeah. measure the force put how on fast them. they're spinning yeah gotcha. yeah interesting so so yeah you got a cool car yeah the body style like it's like a newer body style yeah so it's it's not so it's actually the same body style for its generation so one of my buddies after i got i had my car they were like oh we want your car so two of my buddies they actually bought the same car as me but one of them bought one that has the same engine but it's the body style above it okay so it's the newer like i think it's the 11 you can see 11s yeah so it's 11 it's 11 to 14 is the next generation and so it has that body style but same engine same transmission and stuff so it was like his was made in like 2010 or something yeah. instead of 05, but it's exactly the same car, just different body style. And I don't know. I don't like it as much. I don't like how it looks, but I think it's a, a preference thing. Like their newer cars, a lot of them are going away from the more like muscle car look. They're not nearly as much of a square body. Like mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. don't look as aggressive. I mean, they look aggressive, but it's more like a sports car look instead of a like mean, like muscle car look, like yeah, a big body car. For sure. So that's what I liked about it. And also the difference between my generation and the next generation is a new engine. So they up changed the engine. So it's a lot more expensive because it's an extra, like the capabilities of that engine are a lot more. Well, and there's not to rag on Mustangs, but there's like two classes of Mustangs. Mm-hmm. There's like, Oh yeah. The base cheap Mustang where you get yeah, the, the looks. Six. Yeah. But you're not getting anywhere near sports car performance. I think that's a Ford thing. And it's, isn't it labeled like the so, poor man well, sports car? Camaro does it? it every sport. Yeah. Camaro does it too. It's muscle car. It's muscle car. It's a muscle car thing. So, so it's a fuel economy because they want to look like they have a muscle car. But well, so that's the thing. It's it's, it's not just it's, cost too. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Like it's it's more of like if you if you know cars and you see someone that has one of those cars, you just dismiss like it's whatever. Sad. No one cares. Yeah. So like there's one of our one of Cody's buddies, one of my buddy's friends that he works with. He has the same generation Mustang as us, but it's a V6 version. And so we're all like, oh, it's a V6. But he put like the like cobra sign on it he so, did not yeah he did oh my god so that's like, worse than dyeing your hair really black yeah i know so it's <laughs> that's like so fucking so bad fake so everyone like, oh. yeah so everyone makes fun of him because it's like they can tell it's a v6 and so it's like yeah yeah it's, i mean it's I, like i think there's a place for those cars so oh, for, for instance, sure like my my dad right my mom would love a mustang but they don't want it for performance they mm-hmm. want to they want it for looks and a convertible so they can weekend cruise. Yeah, exactly. It's convertible. the convertible. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, if, if you're not trying to be a serious car guy, V6 fine. And honestly, the new V6s, there's a lot of new V6s that are fast. Like yeah. new V6 Mustangs can get up to like 400, like 500 horsepower, like as a V6. Well, yeah, so, but your, your, your folks aren't going to put a fucking Cobra yeah, sticker on no, the car. Exactly. So it's like, if you're not trying to be like, if you want to be a, like a car guy, it's like, don't buy the V6 version. Well, or yeah, you can, but like if you make the conscious effort, yeah, exactly. Are, are so you buying yeah. the the performance? Or are you buying the looks and the right? Yeah, and so it's like yeah. it depends on what you're buying it for. So like what you're buying it for in, in the car culture, though. I wondered so these meets, right? Yeah, I if a young guy wants to be a car guy, but he can't afford to be a car guy yet, so maybe he buys oh, the V6 afford, engine. You can afford to be a car guy. Well, I'm just saying. But l- yeah, hear like, me. Out, hear me out here. Fucking let me. Let me. I'm, I'm trying to you. talk here. Right, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up in his V6 Mustang. Like, I would want to like if I was a, that guy that had the, the fully blown Mustang and was loaded yeah. to the to the hilt. And you see this kid who really is trying and he wants to learn and he's trying to figure it out. You want to take him under your wing and say, "Listen, get rid of that bullshit. Get a, get a real car." 
or, or like, I get what you're trying to do here. Let me help you. Is there any of that? Or is it pretty much a culture where if someone shows up in a car like that, they're like, get the fuck out of here. Well, it depends on how you like go about it. If you go about it, like that you're rocking the V6, you're like, yeah, it's a V6. Like I'm still doing this stuff. Like I know personally, like if I send one, I'm like, oh, it's a V6. Like I'll still, I'll be like V6. But like, if you're not trying to be something that it's not like, if you're embracing it, then sure. People aren't going to care. Like there's plenty of V6s that are really fast. Like the new Ford GT, that's a V6. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a twin turbo. I know, V6, but I mean, but an like, older V6. Yeah. Like, like the old fuel economy V6 is sort of. Yeah. You know. So, like, nowadays the V6s are pretty fast because of yeah. technology, but like the older, like, 2000s, What about compared to the V8, though? There's oh, still a big difference. It's still slower. Yeah. But yeah. it's like the V6s nowadays are like faster than my car. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So it's like. But you don't get that gurgle. Yeah. You don't get the sound. You don't get the sound. Yeah. Just, well, you can put aftermarket exhaust on You those. can, but it's, it's still not the same. No, there's, yeah. a, there's a V8 sound that you can't replicate yeah. with the aftermarket exhaust. Well, it's like those new Ford Broncos. There's mm-hmm. two versions of that. Yep, there's you a know? few versions of it actually, but yeah, there's, there's yeah, like three the, versions. Is there yeah, three? there's the Sasquatch. There's the well, those are trim levels. Yeah, but yeah, I'm so, talking about like so there's the there's oh, the the full the size. There's the full, full size, size yeah. and then they have the new one or the the first one that came out is like the Sport, and it's yeah. essentially an Escape. Yeah, 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 and it's like if I was gonna get a new Ford Bronco, I want the one. That's badass. Yeah, for you sure. Know, if you you're want gonna, the Ford Bronco. Yeah, you want the yeah. Ford Bronco. You don't want the Ford Escape and the Bronco trim. You know, it's yeah. it's that's there's a level of like like you know, it's like, oh that's that's not a real Ford Bronco. See, but cars now, like everyone just wants the looks. Because you're never gonna take it off road. So so many people uh, are gonna buy that sport because yeah. it looks tough. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know how many times it's gonna see a dirt road? Right. Never none. Yeah. Ever, yeah. It, they're gonna daily it four miles to work. And then they're going to park in a parking lot and then they're going to daily it back. So they want the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, They want the feeling. uh, My girlfriend's sister, her boyfriend, he's really into cars. He spends a lot of money on his cars. And so he's a similar thing to that. Like he spends a ton of money on his trucks. He had like a, you've probably seen it before. I don't know that there was a Jeep that was driving around for a long time. Barry Blue, the Dells was white and blue and it was super jacked up like lights and everything. That, Mm -hmm. That was his Jeep. Okay. And so it's like, that Jeep is really nice, like, oh, like, super nice, but he's never going to take it off-road. It's super jacked up, like, huge right. tires and stuff, but it was never going to be driven off-road ever because it's too nice. It's all it's all for looks. Yeah, it's yeah. all for looks, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a, uh, that's that's the Timberland effect, that's what I call it. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Timberland boots. <laughs> so, that's a funny story. It, like, there's nothing that drives me, and, and, and it's like, I got called out on it. Let's say you call it <laughs> with you your truck or You should call out Bailey. Remember when he wore his Tim's to work? Oh yeah, that's what I thought you were gonna say. No, 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 you go. Ahead. You can tell that one. Oh, so uh, my younger brother, he he came to, uh, this summer. He came to work with us to do landscaping, and so we like told him that he like needed like work boots and stuff. And so he's like, "Oh, I got work boots." And I'm like, "All right." He shows up today, first day of work with Tim's as his work boots, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, you have <laughs> got to be kidding me!" Yeah. And they fell apart in like two days. And oh so, my god! Like the sole was falling off. He's yeah. like duct taping it on and stuff. And it was like it was so bad. What? So they're they're like they're expensive boots, and everybody likes yeah, to like wear them. Sixty dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. When I see guys wearing Tim's, they're not laced up and they're walking around, mm-hmm. and they and it's like. So this is where I got in trouble with with our other coworker because I was ragging on people who wear Tim's that want to look like they're working but they're not. And and she was telling me it's a fashion statement and you just need to back off because 
you know, it's fashionable to wear those boots and it's like, it's she their image. Pair. And well, I don't think she does, but she's, she's very, she's in the fashion and she oh, understands okay. it. And it's like, I understand there's a point to that where it's like, if it's in fashion and you're going to buy it for fashion statement, but it's like the V6 thing. It's like, you're trying to be something yeah, that you're not. Exactly. It drives me crazy. It's like, why are you walking around with construction boots on that? You're never going to get dirty mm-hmm. ever. There's, there's like, you know, so when I buy a pickup truck, um, you wash it, you keep it clean and all those things. And you don't ever want to get a scratch on it. But part of me kind of wants to get that first scratch done. Yeah, man. Because once that first scratch is done, then then it's like it's done. You know, because I hate worrying about it all the fucking time. Yeah. You know, and so it's mm-hmm. like if it's a truck, it's going to get scratched. It's going to get dirty. It's going to get some rust on it. It's going to get some dents. Yep. And it's like it's what it was built for. Yep. Exactly. Was to yeah. get work done my favorite vehicle i've ever owned that my sister totaled and i put this up because she got it totaled uh was my grandpa's old chevy blazer he was going to trade it in he was going to get like a thousand bucks for it so we bought it for a thousand bucks so he didn't have to trade it in he drove that thing to the woods it was supposed to be black but it was had all these white scratch (laughs) yeah but fuck dude that thing was a pile but I knew it was a pile and I owned it mm-hmm, and yeah. it just cruised down with this pile. It couldn't get up the bluffs without slowing itself down. To like 50 <laughs> miles an hour. That's funny. It was, it was just the fucking best. Yeah. But in the snow pop four wheel drive on that bad boy and I can go anywhere. Was it shift on the floor four wheel drive? Uh, no, I was newer than that. It was push button. Get a push button. Luxury. Oh, Luxury. Wow. So Connor, tell yeah. us about your new truck, buddy. Well, you got a new truck. Yeah. So with your car, yeah, I got three cars now. Oh, yeah. how, how, how many 22-year-olds got three cars? Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so um, I went out to Seattle to visit my mom and my brother. So they live in Seattle. And uh, my grandpa lives in Idaho, so it's like a few hours away from there where he lives. Um, and he recently bought a 79 Chevy. And my grandpa's an older guy, and he's, he's up in the mountains. He lives in the mountains and doesn't see a lot of people. I think he's just bored, and he's like... I don't know. Listen, it was a really nice truck. It's a great deal. And he's like, I'm going to buy it. So he bought it. And then he realized it's like, it's jacked up. It's a big truck. It's a really mm-hmm. big truck. And he, after he bought it, he realized like, I don't need this. Like, I'm never <laughs> going to drive it. I have no use for it. And so I was out there in Seattle and he's like, Hey, if you want it, you can have it. And so I was like, yeah, I want Fuck it. It's, yeah, a nice yeah, truck. it's a nice truck. And so I flew instead of flying back to Wisconsin, I flew up to Idaho, picked me up and then I was just going to drive it back. And so I get there, drive it back. I'm driving it back, and what am I? Eight hours from Baraboo, probably nine and a half. Nine, actually, to clock it. <laughs> well, yeah, I had to go back like half an. Hour. I had to go back like half an hour because it's in the middle of nowhere. So I'm in the middle of what North Dakota. North Dakota. And I threw a rod through my engine. So I'm driving. All of a sudden, gas just goes straight to the floor. I'm like, oh, it's not good. Go to pull over. Just boom, oil straight out behind me all over the road. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And I didn't tell him that I was driving back because I want to be a surprise. But like, so cool if I'm like, hey, like, come outside. I pull up. He'd be like, whoa. Like, yeah, I showed him some pictures of it when my grandpa bought it, and he thought it was pretty cool. So it'd be a cool surprise. Truck. He called me the night before you left. Yeah. Like, yeah, just so you know, I'm driving out at like 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I'm like, so then I call, so then my, I, you know, I call my mom. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's no one around. And so, He's like, so then she texts him and he's, he has no idea what's going on. He's like, what do you mean? Like he's in the middle of North Dakota. Yeah. Like, so she, <laughs> she fucking sends me this, this text message. And she's like, so Connor broke down in, in North Dakota with his truck. 
And, and it's like, last I knew when I talked to Connor on the phone, he's flying into Milwaukee because I asked him if he needed a ride. And he's like, no, Abby's going to pick me up, da 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 and, uh, and so I'm like, first off, I went, North Dakota, question mark, truck, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, so uh, anyway, broke out, told him, he's like, well, I don't like, he's like, I we can try to come get you if I have to. So I end up like getting a ride from police officer, you know, like a state patrol guy. He takes me back to a hotel, stay there for a day. He comes out, picks me up with a truck and trailer, drives me back. Thank you again. For that. <laughs> Appreciate it. You are welcome. Um, but yeah, so now it's just, uh, just sitting there, broken engine. And it's like, so I'm going to, I'm going to help you a little bit here. Yeah. So this isn't just like a regular fucking 79 Chevy. Okay. It is a fucking 79 square body with yeah. a little bit of a lift. C10. C10. Beautiful fucking truck. Like it's in really good shape. It's when really you, shape. when you, when you see a truck like this, when I see a truck like this, I'll fucking stop in the street when it's driving by mm-hmm. is they're so fucking cool. A, it's not a Wisconsin truck. So it doesn't get exposed to all the salt and shit, which is huge. Yeah. So if you're any kind of a car guy, and you see a vehicle like this pulling through town in Wisconsin. It's a fucking showstopper. Even if it's not completely finished yet, it's a beautiful fucking badass looking truck. You know, here's a patient picture. I mean, I was going to say, I was trying it, to find yeah. the picture your dad say, sent me of him are, towing it away. Those are a few pictures of it yeah. that my yeah. grandpa sent me. So yeah, you can click on them if you want. It's so yeah. fucking cool. It's such a cool truck. And, and to this day, how many people have tried to buy it from you? A lot. So when originally I got, oh, I got a, when I broke down, the guy that I called to come like tow it or whatever to, so I was like, can't leave it on the side of the road. He was like, well, if you know, if you don't want it, he didn't even see it. He hadn't even seen it. He was like, <laughs> if you don't want it, like, you know, I, I might buy it from you. And I was like, he was like, all right, I know a guy that'd buy it from you. And I was like, all right, well. And then state patrol guy picks me up. And as we're driving back, he's like, you know, what are you going to do with it? You think you might sell it? So he tries to buy it from me. <laughs> he's like, when he drops me off, he's like, you know, I'll just take your phone number. And he's like, if it's still sitting there in a week, I'll give you a call. And I was like, all right. So he tried to buy it from me. And then it's uh, sitting at my dad's friend's house right now. And he said that people have, multiple people have asked him to buy it from just sitting there. Yeah, it's for dude. sale. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's clean. It is. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's got a few spots, but it's, it's, it's a really it run right truck. now, but it's you, clean. Yeah. <laughs> you don't Engine see those. Work. No, you just don't see them no. around here. You know, no, especially well, like, not really clean ones. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, this salt here just fucking destroys it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's a like, an old Chevy square body. Here's the thing. Like your, I remember your grandfather told me he used to have one before this one, and it was it's a fucking tank. And then mm-hmm. the mileage on it sucks. Yeah. And it's like there, it had it came with its issues, and they're really heavy. You know. Yeah. So I mean, they have two gas tanks. So yeah. So it's like it came with an issues, with their issues back in the day. So I think when they first came out, they weren't appreciated as much as they are now. Mm-hmm. So when I was in high school, there was a guy that had a square body much like yours, and it was lifted, and it was like the coolest fucking truck in town. Every time it drove by, I was like, oh, my God, I dream someday of having a truck like that, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like... You bought li- a huge Ford. Yeah, I bought a huge Ford. Oh, my yeah, God. Man. What a fucking tank So what's that your was. third car, then? Uh, I got a Subaru Forester. <laughs> Fuck. It's his economical car. Yeah, right. yeah. You got to have that. That's... Yeah, I mean, when you got a truck that doesn't run, and then you got a well, yeah, car so that you can the, only take out in the summer. Yeah, I suppose. So I had the Subaru Forester, and so my plan was I was going to replace that with the truck. I was like, I don't need three cars, so I was right. just going to replace that with the truck and drive that in the winter instead of 
my Subaru, but then obviously now it's got an engine, so I got to fix that. So Subaru is still around, but Subaru's it's old. I mean, it's not old, but it's got it's a lot. Not of, old. It's got a lot of miles on. It's like two hundred twenty thousand or something yeah. like that. So like, so still runs I'm gonna, though. I'm going to face it. I'm going to put it out there like this. It's a nice little car, four door Subaru yeah. Forester. It's only got a couple rust spots on it. It's clean, and for anybody who's listening. It just might be coming up for sale, <laughs> and uh, we're taking bids on our on our podcast page. If you want to own a piece of history, episode ten, baby. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, fuck! This is ten. This yeah. is episode ten right here. The, you got a Subaru Forester for sale. Uh, we'll all autograph it right on the hood. There you <laughs> it's go, Sharpie. Yeah. And then uh, you know you can. It's a. It'll be a collectible model. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a great winter car. I will say, like. It's oh yeah, got, it's got all wheel drive. Yeah, all wheel drive. Amazing. It's got heated seats. It's never, never once has it not started in the winter. Like my friends' cars have not started. Never once has it ever been too cold to start. Heated seats, all wheel drive. It's, it's got a sunroof. It's yeah. really nice. See, you got that. That's practical. Yeah. Yep. I was talking about a practical truck I would like, and your dad just looked at me like I was a fucking oh. idiot. What practical oh. truck? What truck? Uh, it's. Is uh, it a hey, truck? Wait, wait, wait. It's. Is it a it's, truck or is it not a truck? It's. It's it. it a Honda. If you, if you look at the DOT records, it's a truck. All right. Well, my Subaru is technically a truck. Well, on the registration. <laughs> that is the most amazing thing you could have said this, right then and there. It that has, was so perfect. It has a bed. All right. <laughs> I mean, okay. But yeah, it's a Honda. Oh, is it a yeah. Honda what? Ridgeline. Yeah. Uh, you know what that is? It's a unibody pilot with a bed. Yeah. You remember the old uh, uh, Subaru Brats? Is it a brat? Uh, it's not a. Br- I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a brat, about. but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's way better than that. How? I don't know. It's four wheel drive. It's got a little teeny tiny bed. It's got a five foot bed, and <laughs> I can fit a sheet of plywood in it. So it's, with, four, it's four foot in, in the in between the wheel wells. Yeah, unlike a Ranger or a Colorado, I have to put uh, wood brackets over the wheel wells. The Ranger Colorado has a has a narrower wheel well than the, yeah. the Ridgeline. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. See and that. it has and I'm talking practicality. Mm-hmm. I want a truck, but I don't. I have no need. I'm not a landscaper. I'm not a farmer. I'm not a heavy use user. I don't have a need for an F-150. It's like a V6 convertible. Yeah, it's like if he's not trying to like. I'm not. I know what like, I'm. I, I know what I'm looking at, mm-hmm. and I understand. There's perception with truck guys, but I, it, on a practicality level, don't don't take offense, man. Yeah. Like I would love a midsize truck, but I can't fit a car seat. I've looked; I cannot fit a car seat in the back of a Colorado or a Ranger. What about a Tacoma? They're even smaller. The Toyota Tacomas, the, yeah. the, the really? extended cab ones are. Yeah, the, the back the, seats the, are even the crew smaller. cab. Yeah, really. I never knew that. I didn't know that. Either. So the Colorado is the next in line to a Ridgeline, but so a Ridgeline is essentially a Honda Pilot cab. Yeah. So yeah. So it's a true mid-sized cab in my mind mm-hmm. where I could fit my kids in the back. I could ride comfortably, but then I still have some level of utility with a bed. Sure. So again, I know what I'm looking at. I'm not yeah. trying to be something I'm not. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna give you some props because just the way you just explained it to me, you're a research guy. I know you dig deep and you do all your research to pick right what you fucking need when you're doing something. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say good job for you on that because you kind of actually made me look at Ridgelines a little bit differently right there. Cause yeah. I, I had a friend of mine to buy a Ridgeline and he told me, he's like, Hey, I got a new truck. And I'm like, no shit. What'd you get? And he's like, originally I'm like, shut the fuck up. You didn't get a truck. That's not a truck. You know, it's like, that's, that's like a, that's a car with a, with a little spot in the back. You can throw some sandbags if you want. It's just to. an SUV without the back. But yeah. Essentially. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 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 
It's like those old uh, explorers that had the sport track on them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the little. I mean, it's a unibody, so it's not it's not a real like you know bed on frame type yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Yeah, I get that. It does have sixteen hundred pound payload, which is more than the other mid sized trucks. Really, pay- payload in the bed or sixteen hundred pounds? Yeah, it just can't tow as much. Mm-hmm. So its tow okay. capacity isn't as big. The bed isn't quite as big, but it's got a sixteen hundred pound payload. That kind of makes sense with a shorter bed because it's going to keep the keep the weight more over yeah. the wheelbase. Yeah, because yeah. with a longer bed, you know. Yeah, and again, for like, I'm not dumping rocks in there. Right. You know, I'm going to the hardware store and I'm yeah. getting a couple sheets of plywood. Well, it depends on. I don't know if you want to buy a new car, but the new F-150s are like the new ones. They make like a model that's like an economy model mm-hmm. that doesn't have a lot of towing power, but they're really nice. Get really good gas mileage, like a V6. So I don't know. I don't know if yeah, they it's like, a little eco sport. Yeah, or their eco boost. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, the eco boost. Yeah. So one of my buddies had one of those, and I mean, you can still tow stuff with it, and it's still like a truck, but it's not like a truck truck. Yeah. yeah. It's for. But I mean, they're they're the new ones that are going to yeah. be expensive. Like but. I just yeah, it's not even the truck truck. It's the size. So I used to have a two thousand and one F one fifty. Oh okay. And I loved the size of that. Because yeah. it wasn't like the huge F one fifties or full size trucks. Now they got so wider they and did. so much they, bigger. They got so much bigger, and There's, so like that's the, why I like the Toyotas. Yeah. If if you're, if I was gonna get a truck that was a smaller, well, truck. your Tundra is fucking sweet. Yeah, I love my Tundra. Yeah, yeah, I like the Toyotas in general. I've always liked Toyotas, um, but uh, um, the only thing that's kept me from getting a Toyota, like I have a Ford and a Toyota for my landscaping company, is just the towing capacity with a three-quarter ton truck mm-hmm. if you're to, if you're hauling a, a bobcat or something i mean i can haul it with my toyota but i'd rather do it with my ford yeah you push it pretty hard yeah i push it i push it harder so well, again um, but you have a need for that yeah you know exactly yeah if you don't have a need for it then yeah no absolutely i, I get it um it ain't gonna happen don't worry what, what, what ain't gonna happen the I'm other not, rich I'm, not get, I'm not getting a truck anyways. no why because A, the money, and B, by the time we do get the money, I'm going to get my wife a three-row SUV, I have no doubt. Okay, well. Th- there you got, go. You got, you got priorities. I know. You got priorities. It ain't in a truck. Yeah, well, maybe what you need to do is you get an older truck, and then you can work on it, and then you have both. Yeah, but then what happens is three you say you're going to work on it. And, then and you never have time. Yeah. I was just having that time thing, so we were just uh, just having a discussion about this regarding grills. Mm-hmm. Like charcoal grill, right? Totally better flavor, but I still got the time for it, man. Yep. Yeah. I, I I need a convenience when I'm gonna grill, and it's a Tuesday night, and I get home from work at five ten, and I want to throw on some freaking chicken thighs. I don't have forty five minutes to mm-hmm. preheat a charcoal grill. I want to fire that bad boy up and be done. And you kind of pay for that convenience, though. I oh, mean, absolutely. so if you think about like charcoal grills, they're not real expensive. So it's one of those things where you can have one. Yeah, oh, you know right. when you've got the yeah. time, yeah. you can whip it out, and, and it, you know it's it's not going to be a super expensive investment to be able to grill charcoal, so it's easier to have one that maybe you don't use as often. Yeah, like a brand new Weber kettle is what like seventy, eighty bucks. Yeah, it's not it's not expensive. No, no. and it, and it, it's perfect for you know the Saturday start at two o'clock, just hanging out, drinking. Yeah, it is yeah. drinking. <laughs> you have time. Drinking. If you got time. Yeah, if you got yeah, time. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. got the time. So I know when we do charcoal and we do our our uh, league campout. That was that, that was the first time we tried charcoal. Oh, yeah. I had yeah. a little. I had a little mini one the first yeah. year. I love the charcoal though. I did too. It was just it was, such a pain in the ass. But so I got small. cheap charcoal. That was why. It, you got cheap charcoal, but it, it's a small girl. So we had a lot of people. Yeah. 
like when you're cooking steaks for that many people, that's the other thing. So when you have a charcoal grill, uh, if you if you're cooking a lot of food, that's not it's, you got your work. You're out there all fucking day, and then you got food that's cold, and then you got food that's still on the grill because their surfaces usually aren't as big as a right. gas grill. Right. You know, you can't cook as much food at once. So if you're having a big party, charcoal's tough. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta be smart. You probably gotta two zone it. Mm-hmm be selective in your placement yeah they've got those those uh those new traeger grills yeah those ones that like you can run it with your phone yeah you can like about that they they uh they there's a program hooks up to your phone and you can you can dial up the heat and dial it down like it'll give you alerts really? if, if the if the box gets too hot they're pellet grills so it's hmm. got an auger that drops so many pellets in mm-hmm. and keeps it at a specific temperature God. so it's like you can do the low and slow way easier because oh, yeah. you don't have to stand out there and watch it you know, you just throw your brisket on or whatever in the yep. morning, and you could be at work all day with your phone controlling your your, your Traeger grill. Yeah, as long as your auger's full. Yeah, as or long your as, hopper. Yeah, and then you and they and at first one of the big issues was that what they what I read about anyway was that like you couldn't you couldn't get a sear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all low and slow. So if you want to throw a, a oh, steak on it, sear, enough, you can't yeah. get it. It doesn't get super hot like that. Or if it does, then it's like then it's not going to cook like you want it to. Right. But then they added these sear stations on yep. the sides of them, and it's got, oh. and that's an LP. Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so you got an LP sear station or grill on the edge. So if you want to throw a steak on real quick, so you got the whole best of both worlds. But they're fucking expensive, saying, yeah, dude. Probably cost a lot of money. They're thousands. I was gonna say at least. I think their their cheapest model is like eighteen hundred or two grand. Yeah, it's it's like my dad has a trigger. Does he, he loves it? Yeah, but I will. His is older and it does not have that sear station and that like his biggest downfall with steaks is that like all his steaks are low and slow and i love a good char on my steak yeah and he doesn't get that yeah i like that crispiness but like he can do you know full chickens amazing right they're just great his brats are great they got a nice big red smoke ring when you bite into them Mm -hmm. they're actually really good um but yeah it's just the steak part or that really high heat kind of stuff yeah it's Mm -hmm. not there yeah there's a um there's a restaurant in uh uh Ripping called Jay's Barbecue. We talked about that. I got some fucking. I'm wearing their T-shirt right now. Jay's Barbecue and Ripping. It's like a Texas style barbecue. Fucking hey, is that some good food, bro? Like Stephanie and I were up there. It wasn't Stephanie. It was Kirsten and I. My daughter. We we're. Um. I was. I was actually trying to. Uh, I had to take my truck into a shop, and then um, we were gonna meet some kid to buy an Xbox from him. Um. But anyway, we're. My daughter used to be a vegan. She goes at what. About once every six months, she's in and out of being <laughs> vegan. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I don't ask. Same thing with boys. I don't even ask anymore. It's too much to keep up with. Yeah. So she's 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 trying to figure her shit out, but like she can't decide if she wants to be a vegan or not. So she likes meat, but there's something about like killing animals that she has a hard time with. So she kind of goes back and forth. Um, but anyway, so when we're, I'm out with her, I'm usually thinking we're going to eat someplace where they got salads and shit. So we're walking through Ripon, Wisconsin, and there's this Jay's Barbecue station on the corner. It's Texas Barbecue. And she's like, well, how about that place? I'm like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, let's go there. I'm like, fucking hey, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> so we walk in, and it is like, it's so cool on in, on the inside. They, um, It looks like a Texas Roadhouse kind of, not Texas Roadhouse the chain, but like it looks like a Texas barbecue place. And everything's, they got the chalkboard up on the side, and they've got all these different sandwiches. And like, so I ordered this brisket sandwich called the it's called like the jmo or something like that and uh it was i had to been maybe 
four or five inches tall, at least. Huge sandwich. They had fried okra there. They got so much amazing good food that I've never found in Wisconsin. Mm. And, oh, man, just love that place. If you, if anybody who's listening, if you get a chance to go to, to Jay's Barbecue up in Ripon, make the road trip. It is so good. Like, their food is so good. And the, there's two ladies that own it, and they got such a cool story about how they met, and it's all on this board written down. We got a son. His name is Jaden. I think, if I remember correctly, he's uh he's got cerebral palsy. Oh, sure. And so, so it's like, kind of named after him. It's named yeah. after oh, him. That's awesome. Yeah, and like I was uh I was back in the back because they they sell all their own signature sauces. They'll ship them in the state. They'll sell brisket, like really? a whole brisket. So when the pandemic hit, um, so many restaurants struggled so much, and uh, they had this whole secondary seating area. And this is what I recall the story. I could be butchering it, but they have this secondary seating area, and they're like, um. What do we do? Like, how do we how do we still make money when nobody's coming in? So then they opened up this whole section to they can ship the meat. They'll deliver it. All these signature sauces they made. They've got merch now and all these different things. And so we would go back there. Kirsten and I are back there, and I wanted to get a bottle of sauce um, for my son for Christmas. And uh, and Jay Jade Jaden was running the till. And like he's such a cool kid, and he's chatty, and all these things, and it was just it was it's a great experience. If you have a chance to go, you should go. That it's so awesome. good. I love me some good barbecue, man. Yeah, remember Grandpa's barbecue? Yeah, I do. I was gonna say I, that's probably the. I don't eat a lot of barbecue, but I think the last time I probably had like really good barbecue was when we were in Texas. Yeah, that's real barbecue, yeah. right? Texas right. barbecue is real barbecue. Yeah, they don't have that around here, really. No, no. it's not not a thing. It's not. We're not barbecue people. We'll have to Cheese go people. this summer. We'll go up there. Burgers, yeah, we should. Yeah, we'll go up there to Jay's Barbecue. We'll get some. Mm. It's it's the real fucking deal. Yeah, it sounds like it. God, it's so good. It's so good. My so Connor's great grandfather. My grandfather, um, his name is uh, Randall, and he's like old school Texas, West Texas, um, and he uh, or Central Texas, Texas Hill Country is what they he says. Um, He uh, uh, they had a, um, a group like out here. They got elks and moose lodge and shit. They had a, a group there called the Fraternal Order of Canyon Men. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. what? <laughs> the, and and the uh, the acronym was um, FOCM. Fuck them. <laughs> and I was like, the first time I pulled up to his house, I saw fuck them on the side of the train. I'm like, that's awesome. And he explained that's so him, though. That's oh, so him. Yeah. Like, so that's him. a whole Texas mentality, man. Mm-hmm. It's like Texas is a whole different planet. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so he was the grill. He was the he was the guy. Yeah. So he had the trailer, and they're, when they grill, it's on a huge fucking trailer, and it's like a three zone thing, and it's all the trailers the back ends loaded with oak and mesquite and all these different woods, and like it's a system. And he's got a way of doing it. Like his his was the best fucking brisket anybody could ever eat. And um, so every time we'd come down, he would always cook a brisket. And um, one time we're down there, and uh, he he had uh, made brisket. Um, for dinner, we we made fajitas, and the next day, it was like I don't know, like ten or eleven. I was hungry as fuck, and so I'm like, oh, I'll just have some brisket. So I go open open the fridge in my grandma's house. And I'm like, <laughs> my grandma in her fridge, it, to find something in there, you need a roadmap. Like grandma, she could do it blindfolded. She could open up the fridge and reach past all the stuff in her fridge and know exactly where something is. But I looked in there and was like, holy shit! So I'm digging and stuff, and so I I get it out and. I sit it on the counter, it's wrapped in tin foil, and I put it on the on the cutting board and I get a knife out and <laughs> fuck. I get my plate and I got my tortillas 
and I take like two slices of brisket off the brisket. And my grandmother goes, oh, child. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And she goes, you had better not let your grandfather see you cutting that brisket like that. She goes, he will have your fucking hide. And all of a sudden, he goes, boy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. And he goes, what the hell are you doing to my brisket? <laughs> and he's like, did not anybody ever teach you how to cut a brisket? Jesus, get out of the way. And he was like pissed off. I, I like... I don't know. Like it's like I dumped out a glass of holy water that he'd been saving. When it's, it's, it was crazy how upset he was. So he's like, "Listen, you never touch a man's brisket." <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Oh, it's, it was huge. And so he's like, "This is how you do it." And he taught me, you know. So how do you do it? You got to cut against the grain, not with the grain. Oh, I see. So you're yeah, okay. I was cutting it with the grain, and you just yeah. can't fucking do that. And the um, but Did you have to cut it at an angle. You don't fuck. I don't even. I don't even know if I want to. I don't even know the full. If you want to try it? Uh, it's, just, it's one of those. That things. was the tidbit. And yeah, it was like. It doesn't I just, matter though because you're not allowed to do it anyways. At that point, I just learned. You know, if you want to have some brisket, you talk to grandpa. <laughs> yeah. If grandpa's yeah. not home, you're not getting any don't brisket. <laughs> well, I think there's an etiquette too. Like, you don't mess with a man in his grill either. No, no. Mm-mm. Like, if you go somewhere like, and someone's gonna grill, like, don't even fucking offer to help. <laughs> like just sit back and let the man do his mm-hmm. job what he wants to do yeah unless they ask when well, i go to my when i go to my wife's parents they always ask me to grill yeah so if you if you have a friend that you know is really really good on the grill like really fucking good and you can trust them it's like and you got other shit you can be doing it's like i got one friend james lewis i know like he loves food so much and he loves to cook so much that I know he's not going to fuck anything up. So it's like, I'll, I, he's the one guy where I would say if he showed up and he had a bunch of meat and I was doing some other stuff and he's and, and I'm like, Hey, would you want to, you want to fire it up? Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with him, but you're right. It's like nobody else. No, Mm-mm. it's weird. Yeah. It's like, I don't have any friends that I <laughs> you don't you have don't any, grill. No, I'm, I'm going to cut that part out. I'm just going to leave it at, I don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, uh, what? Uh, what? Yeah, but no, I don't know. We, one time we tried to grill and as some, my buddy Connor, he's from Illinois and he comes up, he's actually just up here. He comes up all the time and he's like, I'll grill. And he tried to grill and I was like, all our burgers were just raw. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, you got to do it to know it. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't have, I don't know if I don't have the time or what, but yeah, none of my friends are like, we don't, we don't have enough, yeah. we don't grill. I didn't know how to grill for so long. Me either. I've destroyed so many things. And like when you first try and grill, like, oh, yeah, chicken breast. Oh, yeah. And then you're like pork chops. And then you realize, oh, I just tried to grill like the hardest fucking things yeah, to grill. learn to grill mm-hmm. on. Yeah. It's- I still can't grill chicken breast or pork chop. I dry it out every time. Yeah. I usually throw, like, if I'm doing the pork chops, you got to do it this quick. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah, quick pork grill. pork cooks really fast. Yeah. But the chicken, I I don't try to grill chicken unless I got some serious sauce on it, like a really good marinade where it's gonna like lock that shit in, mm-hmm. you know. And and every single time you get the burn edges, but I like that. I love the burned edges. Yeah. But if I do chicken now, it's chicken uh, legs and thighs. Mm-hmm. I, I stick with the dark stuff because so, it just doesn't dry out as bad. Yeah. My grandpa used to cook grilled chicken all the time, and we'd all go over there. And my sister grew up calling it blackened chicken. Because it was barbecued, mm-hmm. like you'd put barbecue sauce on it, mm-hmm. but it would just char so bad that the outside is just <laughs> black. So does she go like to a restaurant yeah, and order black black and chicken? chicken? I don't know. Or a, it was leg or something. Dude. Like, what it's is good. I love that it. crispy skin. Yeah, that's it, when I see people peel the skin off. It's like, what's wrong with you? That's there for a reason. <laughs> just eat that. 
I know it's like it's really fatty though. Like, yeah. I, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Terrible but it's thing. like, yeah, it's like. I think that I probably didn't actually learn how to, like, I wanted to believe I knew how to grill when I was in my early thirties. I had a grill yeah. and I could cook shit on it, but it wasn't like good. You know, it's like, I you just, I had to fuck up so many things on yeah. my grill before yeah. I could, when I was, when I was your age, Connor, it's like, I didn't know fucking shit about grills. I, mm-hmm. I had a grill, but it was like, yeah, it's like maybe, yeah. maybe hamburgers I could throw on there, yeah. you know, because that's pretty that's easy. That's pretty simple, right? You know, and you I probably would, started with like pre cooked, pre formed ones, just yeah. frozen, throw them on there to the No, closet. I didn't never really do that too much. <laughs> I, I remember like the worst feeling is like when you're young and you got a grill and it's like, fuck yeah, we're going to grill this weekend. You buy some nice steaks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're going to grill some nice steaks and you, you're out there fucking throwing the steaks around. You feel like you know what you're doing. And then you start to eat them and they're like, rubbery and yeah, shitty and it's just like shit out of them. Uh, it's such a hard feeling because you want to be proud of yourself because you yeah. made enough money to buy a nice steak you cook the steak and then you've kind of butcher it and everybody's kind of chewing hard on, on a <laughs> See, really nice strip steak and you're like fuck you talk about like father-son lessons that's one that maybe he's missing how to grill yeah i don't i didn't ever really grill uh-huh. together uh-uh mm-hmm. no. kinda, just but had it, to do it to learn it well yeah, yeah, because it's like this is my fucking grill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's the thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's a it's a your grill. You don't mess with the guy who's grilling. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a it's the alpha thing. Maybe yeah. it's yeah, it's it like kind be, of kind be. of falls into that. Like you know, there, there are certain things where it's like this is my grill, boy. When you want to learn how to grill, go buy your own grill. You'll figure it out. Like yeah. I had to figure it out. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like, I guess yeah. Like, I think changing oil in the car or something like that well, is even, different. Yeah, I don't know. Even that, though, it's kind of like hold the flashlight and watch me do it. And, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't, I see you're doing stuff. I don't really know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> well, and see, I, I'm a learner by I have to do it to learn it. Yeah, me too. Exactly. So, yeah. so I'm a deer hunter. And for a while, like, my dad and I hunt similar locations. Mm-hmm. And so if I'd shoot a deer, he would come up and he'd, like, okay, he would show me how to gut the yeah. deer. And then, Next year he goes, okay, you can do it. And he'd have to walk me through like the process, but he was still instructing me. Like I still couldn't, I was never comfortable doing it by myself. So a couple of years ago now, it's like, okay, don't even call him to come up and help me drag this thing out yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go up there. Try it yourself. And I'm just going to fucking dig in and I hope I don't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I learn. That's and yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. It's like, I just got to, I just got to do it. It's yeah. Like, that's the only way. Yep. You don't want someone looking over your shoulder and you don't want someone telling you, like, I just want to. Yeah. And then it's like, if I can't do it, then yeah, exactly. ask for help. Yeah. That's, that's a guy. Is that a guy thing though, I too? Don't know. I, 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 I think it's just, a, some people learn different. Yeah. Like, yeah for it's just school a for me. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, I learn best. Like if I just try it and then it's like, if I don't get it right, then like mm-hmm. tell me what I did wrong. Right. I'll try it again. But it's like, if you just tell me how to do it, I'm not going to know. Yeah. I think that was like, I struggled with math a lot when I was growing up. And I think that's why, because in like math, they just say like here's how to do the problem but right. like and then i go home and i'm like well now i don't know what to do like you were so fucking thick-headed though i yeah I, i'm well, sorry thanks for that yeah <laughs> so i still am but i'm less. i know you're less you're less i remember though like i remember one night <laughs> oh god fuck i feel like that's an experience everybody like i've seen like a lot of memes about that as like people talk about how like their parents try to help them with math homework and they're like trying to help them and you're just like this is not how you do it you're not doing it right oh no that's not where i'm going so oh, okay what are you there's doing? this there's this one night you're we're you're doing your math homework and um and it was like uh uh you you didn't want 
me to help you, but you were getting so fucking mad. You were like livid and you're so pissed off and you're staring at your paper. And I'm like, okay, let me help you, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, no, I'm not, you just leave me alone. So finally it's like, you're in there for hours and it's like, you got to go to fucking bed, whatever. <laughs> so we're in there and I'm like, okay, so I walk you through it and you finally let me walk you through it. And you were just so fucking thick headed. You were like, you're not supposed to do it that way. I'm not doing it your <laughs> way. Let me... And finally, I was like one of those moments. I took the pencil. I fucking broke it. I threw it across the fucking room. I'm like, fine, do it your damn self. I was, it was like, uh, I, that's, that's two thick headed guys, I guess. Yeah. Trying well, to, I've, trying to figure yeah, I'm out still something. The same way, like I, with the trailer, like backing up the trailer. So oh yeah. So many times I was just like, I'm going to get this, like, screw this. I'm going to sit here and do it till yep. I get it. Even if it takes me an hour. Like, I tell you what though, that's a testament to like you really fucking learn something that yeah. way. Yeah. Like it, it's so ingrained because it was a, like a painful experience to go through it and you took time and you sweated it out, but it's like muscle memory then, mm -hmm. you yeah, know, it's exactly, not just yeah. mental memory. It's like muscle memory. Yep. It's in you. So it's like, it's like driving a stick. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And that's hard to learn, but it's so like I, when I got my Mustang, I kind of knew how to drive stick. Like my mom had, manual cars and so she kind of taught me like a few times she's like here you go like drive it and so like i drove a few times but i like never really drove drove mm -hmm. and so it was like i just bought the mustang and i was like i'm just gonna learn just yeah. gotta learn like it's my car i gotta drive it i gotta get places and so i just went through it and then you know i stall at a stoplight or whatever and you're just sitting there and you're like waving people around you and stuff and it's just like yeah you gotta learn yeah it's, it's the hardest way to learn but it's like i think it's the best way because you figure it out then my dad taught me how to drive a stick but it was probably the worst vehicle. It was an old, his old two door, uh, Ford Ranger. Oh. And so the clutch didn't like, it was such a long cl clutch engagement. Like you had to let <laughs> off the clutch until it was barely. Oh like, my just for, God. Yeah. And the throw on like to go was probably two feet. You know, <laughs> you're down by your fucking hip and then you're up by your knee and shit like that. How old were you? Uh, six. Uh, well, when I was learning to drive. So 15. Okay. 15 and a half. Well, yeah, that's the hardest part with stick is learning. It's just getting the first gear, like getting. It's like because it's so scary. Yeah, just wanna, get rolling. Yeah, once you're rolling, once you're, you're good. yeah. Once you got to once you're in first and you're driving, yeah. you're fine. But it's like just not stalling it. Yeah, so, I was so afraid of hills. Oh yeah, I was so yeah, yeah, afraid yeah. of fucking hills. I wasn't afraid of hills. I was because I was I was just afraid of like stoplights and stuff. Oh, just just stopping, getting going. Yeah, again. getting yeah. going again. Because like once you stop, I'm like. I'm so afraid that well, I'm that's that's what I'm it. saying. When I when I had to stop on a hill, yeah, you go oh. like, backwards. Yeah, like that, that was what always freaked me out because I'd be on a hill, and and then you're at a stop sign, and there's a car behind me, yep. oh, and and, and I'm in yeah, a stick, and it's like you know you're gonna roll a little bit, yep. and so then I would get nervous and I would fucking hammer it. Yeah, that's and, what I would. Do. I didn't want to get nervous. Like I'm just gonna hammer it. I'm on a hill. Like can't be that bad. Well, I but yeah. In Seattle, especially when it was so rainy, that's where I learned. And like, you just, I just spin my tires oh, and stoplights sure. on hills mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, I was. Just they like, make new new manuals now. They have like hill like hill yeah, like things. Assist. So like, you just have to keep the clutch engaged, and you can let go of the brake and start no accelerating. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. it's like and they cheat won't back code. Up. Yeah, it's that's super cheap. Fucking code. crazy. That's amazing, but yeah. it's still like. So I've I've driven trucks, stick, and I've driven motorcycles. But I've never driven a car. So see, so I've I never driven a motorcycle before. I've driven like a dirt bike. Yeah. But like and I've driven a truck. I've mostly driven cars. See, my concern with a car is that it's such a short throw. And like if it's not a beat to hell fucking Ford Ranger, I just feel like it's so much quicker to engage. I, I think it's funner. I think driving a car with a stick, it's like it's like 
I feel like I'm a race car driver. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's that's the feeling I always have. Even if it's a fucking shitbox, mm-hmm. you feel like a race car oh, yeah. driver because it's beer, beer, beer. You know, it's yeah. just a quick little throw. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. so much more engaging. Yeah. It, it is. is. Yeah, it is definitely for sure. Hey, as we wrap this up, let's pose a question. What's your dream car? Any car ever made. Oh, Any shit. car ever made. That's hard. Because, like, I don't know, now that I'm more into trucks, like, trucks are... Sure. Yeah, so it's, I don't know. I would say, like, a car that I... If you won the lottery and could buy anything, what's the first car you'd put in your collection? Or truck? Probably a Camaro ZL1, 2000, probably 2000, 2000, 2020 Camaro ZL1. Mm. Probably. That's that's probably the one. That car looks like the Batmobile. It's pretty, pretty insane. Mm. It's really fast, and they're, I mean, they're not cheap, but they're pretty cheap compared to... Which version of the Batmobile? Oh, there's, I don't know. I don't know. Not I, like the old one. I mean, it doesn't, look like, doesn't, look, like, it doesn't look like the Batmobile, but it's like... It's got that wide rear end. It's super, super yeah. wide, super low, super yeah. aggressive. I used to think like the 70s Vets with the Stingray, the Stingray models. Oh, those oh, always yeah. looked like the, at the time, that Batmobile with the yeah. huge yeah. fucking yeah, they, wheel wells. They do, yeah. yeah, that was definitely that version of Batmobile. Mm-hmm. The new one's so fucking... The it's new like one's a supercar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. mid engine. The C8. Yeah. Yeah. The C8. Yeah. Yeah. Even that one's a, v- a V6. Is it? Yeah. It's a V6. Yeah. Hmm. How about you? Um, I would say there's just like a toss up. There's two cars. Both of them are Chevys. But one of them is that, like, uh, I think it's like a, a, a early 60s, late 50s Corvette, the two seater, the little short one. You know, the. Um, C4? Or? No, 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 no. That would no, be no, a C- it's a, So that's actually mine. So mine is a 66 or a 67 Corvette Stingray hardtop. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. not the Stingray. Oh, not so the, the first. It, it doesn't look like you think it does on this model. So that's a C2. Oh, okay. Um, so a C2 is like the flat front, um, less bulby. The C1 is like the original. With like like the you big see with wheel wells? No, it's it's actually fronted, but then it's got like the uh, the paint arches along the side type thing mm-hmm. huh, yeah i don't know i'm not familiar with like the 90s is probably like the yeah so c2 started cars. in 63 oh yeah, yeah i see okay so i can see the 63 yours is your that's the c2 that's what you like i love that yeah i would go yeah. six like a 66 or a 67 which is when they introduced big block engines on on double leaf oh, okay i like corvettes clearly um so that's that would be mine so hmm. Yeah, so I don't know the I don't know the engines so much as I just know what they what they look like, and I remember going to car shows and seeing those. Um, so mine, trying to find a picture of it. Yeah, it's 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 still got the round front headlights. Okay, yeah. So you're first gen. Yeah, first generation, um, and it's got a lot of them had the mag wheels on them, mm. like that that car or a '69 Camaro. The 69 Camaro is like, my uncle had a, a 69 Camaro. And I remember in my grandmother's house, we had, she had this, like this big, it was, I swear it had to been plate glass. Um, it wasn't double pane. And uh, her window on her living room was like, a, it was probably like five feet wide by three feet tall, big fucking picture window, right? When he would pull up to the house, the fucking window would shake. <laughs> it was oh, like, yeah. it was like, uh, it was the most fucking amazing car. And it was just like, that's the, the best the, thing about Camaros. Everyone loves that. That's, that. They got the, they got the, like the whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That it's that sound super deep. You can feel it yeah. in your chest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, that's 69. I love the body style and it's such a hot car. And, uh, and they're, they're kind of rare. You don't see a lot of them. 
So I, I mean, I, I probably six, picked a '69 Camaro over yeah. over the over the Corvette just because I've got I don't want to say I've got an emotional connection to it. Absolutely. And so my and then my uncle wrecked it. Yeah. Yeah. He he, he took yeah. out like 500 feet of a barbed wire fence because he rolled it off of an embankment and he was trying to take a corner super fast and I just remember it sat in my dad's garage and it was like. Oh, such it was so sad to see this amazing car and and my uncle was lucky to be alive out of it it was a bad accident so that's what i would do so yours is the oh yeah baby oh yeah that's a fucking cool car that's a sexy car right yeah there. it is that's a nice car those yeah, are the okay, ones that that's... Got the, that's got the pipe that goes underneath the door all yeah, the way back yeah, yeah those are fucking awesome those are awesome it's uh those old corvettes though before they got super long and it's that short tail with the two-seater yep they're uh, all those years are so cool looking. They are. The, the ugliest year Corvettes are those C4s. They just were so plain. Yeah, and their engines sucked too. Yeah. Like the early 90s. My dad used to own one. It was a 92. It was a fun Like yeah. the, the driving experience was there. Like mm -hmm. it, it drove beautifully and it was fun to drive. I drove it all the time actually. Um, but the looks just don't do it for me. Yeah, I remember when they tried to, they tried to pump up the sales on those cars because they did an Indianapolis 500 pace car version oh, of it. Oh yeah, yeah. It was white with the with the flags on it and shit. Yep. Um, I remember seeing some of those around, but they weren't super expensive. No, no. You know, I, even now, like yeah, that new C8 expensive. is like what new it's, seventy it's like, grand? Yeah, they're not expensive. Sixty eight for like the base, but they look like a supercar. That's the thing. They look like it's like oh, that's like a fancy and they're car. So yeah. fast. What was the they claim? They perfected the C7. They perfected the front engine car with the C7 oh, at the end of its said. life cycle. So they had to switch it up entirely. Is that what it was? That's yeah, why they, that's that's what what they, they had said. to switch it up? Yeah. Well, I mean, it went to a mid-engine, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah well, that, the mid-engine comes with a whole new level of like, yeah. if you drive a mid-engine car, that's something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it looks like yeah. a supercar. Yeah. You're yeah. It doesn't look like a Corvette. I, I think oh. there. I read like like Corvette enthusiasts were kind of upset because- Corvette the, the, enthusiasts get upset a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, about everything. When they stopped doing flip-up headlights, Corvette enthusiasts got mm -hmm. pissed. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a government regulation, too. Like, I don't think you can have flip-up headlights anymore. I don't think it's a so. collector car. The first time I ever went 100 miles an hour was in a Corvette. Oh, yeah? My uncle, um, his name was my Uncle Frank. Shout out. He's not with us anymore. He's the fucking coolest guy in the world. Um, super flashy guy. Always wore cowboy hats and bolo ties but with a suit. You know, he was just like, he had those, remember those old uh, uh, glasses that had the brown tint on them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. wore, he had a pair of those, and he showed up to my mom's place one time with this Corvette Stingray. And and I didn't care if you're a kid, a Corvette's a fucking Corvette. Absolutely. Yeah, and he pulls sure. up, and you can hear boom, 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 boom. And, and I'm like, Kenny goes, you want to go for a ride? I'm like, oh, my God, I want to <laughs> go for a ride. So there's this big, long straightaway in Montana, and, and we got it to 100 miles an hour, and, and I was like, all right, can you take me now? That's all I need to do. It's <laughs> the most, it's you know, it's like 100 miles an hour. I could tell all my friends in the world I went 100 miles an hour. It was like the coolest thing in the world. I've been 100 yeah. miles an hour twice. Ever? That I can think of right now, yeah. yeah. In a little Honda Civic. <laughs> in a Honda Civic actually racing a Corvette. Really? Yeah, because I was stupid and in high school. But it was awesome. <laughs> so I'll tell the story quick. So my buddy and I, we were playing summer hockey league down in Madison, and I owned a little two-door Honda Civic. And we we're taking the back roads home to, to where we lived, and uh, we pull up in this Corvette's just joyriding. And I'm young, and I'm kind of tailing him. <laughs> and uh, he fucking guns it. And so we look at him like, let's do this. So I gun it. 
and we're going down this fucking highway and it's relatively straight. And I, I mean, the thing had to have been maxed out. I was, I was barely hitting a hundred, but we were doing a hundred. And then this guy fucking slams on his brakes. So I fucking pass him. And then he starts riding me. I'm like, Oh, I think we pissed this guy off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That and then the second time was on my motorcycle and, uh, that's the exact reason I sold that motorcycle. Yeah, I, only, I did it on a motorcycle once, and I'll, and I'll never do it again on me a motorcycle. Either. Scared the fuck out of me. Same here. I got fucking wobbly. Yeah. And then, uh, yep, sold it. I did it out by North Freedom. Oh, and that straight away. Yeah, that's where we always do ours, yeah. our, our cars. Remember that Kawasaki ZR1100 mm -hmm. I had? I was like, all right, let's see what this thing can do. And I was by myself, and I'm just cruising around. All of a sudden, it's like I just hit it, and I'm going and going, and I hit all the fifth gear, and I looked down, and it was like... I was, I was so scared and I was in mostly in control. So I wasn't feeling like I was going to lose control, but it was at that edge where it's like, if anything were to happen at yep. this moment, I'm dead hundred yeah. percent. And it was like, and, and part of it had to do with, <laughs> I was a, an adult with kids <laughs> and it was like, what the fuck are you doing? You stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. So that was it. Like I, I didn't sell the bike, but it was like, it was like, I, I didn't sell my bike directly afterwards, but that absolutely influenced it. Yeah, do you go, what, how many times have you been 100? Can you even count them? I mean, I, I'm probably like less than 30, but a lot. You know? <laughs> less than 30. <laughs> less than 30. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever you got the power. Well, yeah, it's like whenever you take somebody new in your car. and you're Yeah, like, you gun it. And you're like, why not? Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, you have the ability. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. I have the ability. And it's, especially when you have friends that have the same car as you, it's like, sure. It's like yeah. someone takes off and you're like, well, I want to do that too. Yeah. Know? When I was a kid, I didn't have a car that would do 100. I never had that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I said my Civic, I think, like, that's where it was at. Like it wasn't going faster than that, mm -hmm. but it hit it. It did hit it. It took a while. Yeah. I think one time, did we go up to a hundred one time in yep. your truck? I was going to say, I think we the did. first time I went hundred was in his tr yeah. truck. You guys fucking sold me out. That was fucking bad. <laughs> so we're coming back from spring green and there's a, well, we thought it was awesome. We were well, like, so I, cool. I, I know tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> first thing you told was your mom. <laughs> <laughs> we were coming back from spring green. And I had a truckload of kids and, and I don't remember what we were down there for. But there's a nice long curved road coming out of Spring Green on the way back on um what's sixty. You get out of the narrows. Yeah. Um, so I just I just put it down and I and I didn't even say anything. And these guys are like all of a sudden there's like they could feel it. And they're like, <laughs> How fast are we going? How fast are we going? And we looked, it was like hundred and five. And then yeah. it was like, Oh my god. Nice. And then like, and then we got home. It's like, guess what we did, Mom? We went over hundred miles an hour. And I'm and like, your, your hand went to your forehead and you're like, Shut up. Yeah, it's like this you see like what happens in the truck stays in the truck, boys. You gotta learn. Nice. <laughs> Well, fun. hey, this conversation went 100 miles an hour. Connor, thanks yeah, no, for good. joining us, yeah, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I kind of feel like a celebrity now, you know. <laughs> All my friends are going to listen to podcasts. They can hear me on there. It's oh, pretty there sweet. Well, I am looking forward to the day when I can hear your podcast. Yep. When you guys get it rolling, I'm pumped. So hopefully, hopefully by the summer, maybe you guys will get it straightened well, out. I or, figure we'll probably get it straightened out by the time I get back to school. Oh, sure. Fall. That makes sense. Well, no. I mean, this year. Oh, this year. Okay. Yeah, we got... I mean, You've got the stuff. You yeah. just don't know how to hook well, it up. Yeah, my roommate took it back for spring break. So when he comes back, it should be hooked. You should mm -hmm. know how to do it. So right on. Hopefully by then we got to figure out all the computer stuff. But well, now you've been on a podcast, so you can be the oh yeah, I've got some the experience. experience. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then just call Kyle. Just call, yeah, just call Kyle if you have an sure, issue. That's what Kyle up. wants is me being like, hey, want to stay here for an hour and tell Go me for it. I do before I knew before I knew you were in town. Uh, your dad was telling me about this. I'm like, just fucking. Put him on FaceTime and I'll walk him through. Yeah, we might have to do it. If stuff. we can't figure if we don't get it figured out by end of spring break, we might have to then. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm I'm acting like I know shit, but I don't know fucking anything. You more know, know more than we do. Yeah, you know what? Like, how many people have walked in here and looked at your setup and like, fuck, that's amazing, and you're like, oh yeah, I got this thing on lock. <laughs> so it's like you know way more than a lot of people know. So all right, I guess we're gonna wrap right, this, folks. Yeah. yeah, appreciate it. Good conversation. Yeah, thanks for yeah. showing up. Thanks this for morning. showing up. Yeah, yeah, nice to everybody. Awesome. So all right, much all right. love, everyone. Later. Bye. Bye.